0: Miniature soldiers, big opinions. This is the Conclave Podcast.
1: <laughs> I'm, just, um, I'm already gone because of Winter's face. Um, hello and welcome to the Conclave Podcast. I am Reza and today I'm joined by two of our usual suspects. One of them is late as normal. I'll let you guess who that is. Sandman, how are you to this fine
2: evening.
3: I'm really good. Thanks, Rich. Yeah,
1: excited. Yes, I'm very excited.
2: Adam, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Excited, all set. Very excited by our special guest.
1: Yes, our special guest who's managed to hold a pose for a very long time. How are you, <laughs> Winters?
4: Throbbing with excitement. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on.
1: Throbbing with excitement. Oh God. Yes, I'm naked
4: <laughs> from the waist down. That's the way we like Oof. it. Uh, <laughs> I, think... <laughs> I thought Quipster would be here, you see. So naked from the waist down is how we normally play Battle of <laughs> <laughs> well, Quipsa will
1: be here. He's just running late, as per usual, with everything. Um, <laughs> so what we normally do is we like to start these uh, episodes with a bit of hobby progress. So, um, Adam, how's your hobby going since the last yeah, episode? Yeah,
2: yeah, good. I've I had a little bit of time to um, do some actual painting this week, which was nice. So I have I have ended up with, you know, predictably with all of the new sister's kit um, so I spent a, a productive day yesterday... Um, being one of those people who magnetise this is the first time I've ever done it on on infantry really apart from one other example from my custodies but I magnetised the Celestian Sacrosancts which are the new sisters with this kind of shield and mace job Um, and I now have ten of them that are fully you know can swap over the halberd and the mace on most of the girls. The superior is a bit of a nuisance because not only does she have the sort of spear and the mace option on her other arm that the shield attaches to she can have one of four gun options a bolt pistol a hand flamer a plasma pistol and an inferno pistol so i had to magnetize four of those twice round and then magnetize each one of the guns so the shield could stick to it but it's all done i'm gonna paint them all up um, and then i'm gonna play around because i just want to experiment with you know different loadouts and and messing around with that um apart from that really i have been finishing up a few bits on my death guard because I realised I'd built some of my Blight Lords wrong, uh, and I've I've had to in a few <laughs> recent games. Yeah, I mean, but basically, what's happened is I have a a unit of Blight Lords who have the axes, and I have a unit of Blight Lords who all have swords. But I built too many Blight Launchers, so I've been ended up having an extra Blight Launcher that I've had to say to people, ignore him. He's a he's got a combi bolter. Um, and so I've I've got some other Blightlords now that I've got painted up. One has a sword, one has an axe, and they both have uh, both have combi bolters. So I will be able to play a fully WYSIWYG Death Guard. Uh, you know, should I have to go to tournaments uh, with with my Death Guard army, um, or should I choose to go to tournaments? And apart from that, I've been making a bit of a foray back into the world of YouTube. Really inspired by yourself, Sandman and uh, and Quipster, um, doing <laughs> Take that series. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I wouldn't I wouldn't presume. I wouldn't don't worry, presume. You'll, you'll get to my level, don't, don't you?
4: Okay. I am interested. To, actually, you do the sisters thing. What are you most excited about? What is the best unit in the sisters codex now, from Ooh, your reading?
2: Oh, I think so. Powerful. I think. Oh, I mean, more, more than Val, the supreme commander.
5: Yeah, apart from as a her. unit on her own. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's
2: the obvious pick. I would say Celestian Sacrosanct, um okay. because they are they are a two up, they are a two up, four up. Right. So they're one of the few sisters units that just natively has a four up in Um, They have a really good bodyguard rule, which means you can sit a character within three inches of them. And they just I say really good. The new bodyguard rule. The character just cannot be targeted. Um, So you can do some really nasty tricks with like stringing out units of them and then characters to sort of hold objectives and things like that that just can't be targeted. Uh, So Celestine is a good example of that. You can you can do a string where you've got, you know, sacrosancts behind a wall three inches, Gemini, two inches, Gemini, two, uh, two inches, Celestine. And then if anyone gets close to them, she can then pile in six... She can heroically intervene six inches and go and batter them with her sword. Um, so you can do some nasty tricks with them. But
4: have, t- toughness three with one wound?
2: Uh, but that's the, that's what you, you have across the army if your sisters, you know? That's what, you, many, that's many what you put up with.
4: How many toughness three, one wound, sisters with a four-up and venerals? 14. 14? Yeah. yeah they're, they are a they're, how many points for a normal sister? Uh, eleven. Because you can get them to four up in vulnerable saves quite easily.
2: Not as easily as you used to be able to. So, so this is what this is part of what's changed. Like it's it. You can get them to a five up invulnerable quite easily. To get them to a four up can be a little bit more difficult. But they do have the benefit of new strats. Like they have a, a transhuman equivalent now. Um, if they're right. on an objective and they can shoot. So, I just think of of the new units that the Celestian Sacrosants give you. All of the benefits of your sacred rites, all of the benefits of your, yeah. um, you know, your, um, what was it, miracle dice. And they have some really good ways of getting plus ones to hit. They have, you know, as bloody rows, they can be really nasty in close combat. Because the sisters, in many ways, are a melee army.
3: Do they have a transhuman equivalent, though? The sacrosants? Isn't that just
2: battle sisters? No, no, so the sa- no, so don't, but the right. battle sisters do. But right. what I mean okay. is, absent that strat, the, the sacrosants on their own have don't some they have really, a... really good abilities. Well, the sacrosancts do have the Strategy. They, minus they one have yeah, so yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So they have, do have a minus one to win. So you can make them even oh, tougher. Cool.
4: So okay. transhuman physiology on toughness three models is ridiculous. It's the math <laughs> on that yeah. is crazy. Yeah,
5: yeah.
2: It's it's faith in the emperor on a twenty the big Sisters, right? <laughs> yeah, Isn't there a lot of talk about dominions? So yeah, so dominions, um, dominions have always been good, but um, and sorry for listeners who've, who've heard me rant on about sisters before, but I'll, dominions have always been good. Um, the problem with dominions is that they they didn't get a show in in the, other, in the previous codex because there was other stuff that was just better. Um, what Dominions also had in pre-8th edition codex is they've always had a scout move before the game. And you used to be able to do it in a transport. And one of the things um, that used to exist in the game, so for Sisters Players game back in time, there was a transport that was actually open topped. So what you would do, or it counted as open topped, and what you would do is stick a unit of Dominions in there with, multi-mel- uh, with melter guns run that up the boards as its scout move and then move on the rest of the game and then start melting out of it i had it happen to me at a tournament when the eighth edition codex hadn't come out and it was still in uh, on the index because they had it in the index they got rid of it in eighth they brought it back in terms of the scout move unfortunately the open top transport the repressor is gone it's been consigned to legends um but they have a lot of flexibility to move other units you know there's no rule on putting other units in the or sorry no rule against putting other units in the rhino for example with them like another squad of five i don't know repenture or something uh, or four repenture and a um, and a superior and then using that to get you some nice pre-game movement up the board and you're protected by a rhino the other reason dominions are now really really good is sisters weapons have got a bit of a buff uh, or certain sisters weapons so their storm bolters are now called Artificer uh storm bolters um and they are damage two natively so strength four zero ap damage two you know so far so good what makes them brilliant is you can drop a strat on them for one cp called blessed bolts and with blessed bolts each hit hit roll of a six is two mortal wounds on the target up to a cap of six oh, wow. now dominions can take four special weapons in the squad you know squad of five girls so four four girls in the superior can take four special weapons so you put four storm bolters on them you move them up free game get them in a nice position and if anything comes close to you you can drop or within range you can drop your uh blessed bolt strat and there's a pretty good chance you're probably going to do a decent number of mortal wounds (makes) yeah exactly exactly or you can use them with melter guns for tank hunting um you know they offer a lot of flexibility um but yeah i think i think the sisters codex overall there are a lot of like upgrades that aren't obvious as it were because i think everyone was so used to seeing repentia and seeing bloody rose and seeing you know your that that was your list right it was big blocks of repentia in rhinos going up and just smashing people to bits with 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 eviscerators which is cool but it's nice to see a lot more flexibility in the codex it's it's a you know repentia may have taken a slight side grade not a downgrade you just have to bring a superior now they can advance and charge and they get 3d6 as well and they can get plus one to wound it's like still pretty nuts um but Other units like the Dominions have taken an upgrade, and a lot of the other orders apart from Bloody Rose have gotten a lot better. You can do a lot more with them, and I like that because it means the Codex is going to last longer. Right, there's more depth in it. There's more opportunity for people to play different army, different versions of the Sisters, which I I just love. That that's the mark of a good Codex, and I think that's been something that's been in a lot of other Codexes as well. Like you know, in the Ad Mech, you don't have to run Mars anymore. You know, you can run a lot of other stuff that's still very good. Although Mars is still brilliant. Nice. And what do you do
3: with Church Face in your army? Because Church Face is obviously... You know, she, she's, dri-
2: she's, she's driving the exorcist, mate. She's um, driving the exorcist. Nice. She's driving the exorcist now, and I think there is still there is still a place. There's a lot I've been on the sisters. Discord More than that. Talking in the <laughs> yeah, I've been talking in the uh, talking in the the sisters group for the London War Gaming Guild. There's a lot of kind of theory crafting and testing going on at the moment. There is probably still a place for exorcists. Um, at least one in your list because they're still very good. They took a toughness drop. They went down to toughness seven because it's a rhino chassis. I mean, you know, fair enough. It was a bit weird that it was T eight. Um, but now for 2CP, it can do fire out of line of sight. So, you know, it's expensive, but it has a place in the army.
3: Yeah, it is a hell of a payload. It is it is expensive, 2CP. And it's. I would say it's probably too expensive purely because I don't think you'll see it much at all at 2CP, yeah. which is the only reason I wouldn't say it. But at the same time, 1CP is, is quite a tough one to balance because for 1CP, it's such, such a fantastic payload yeah, to deliver yeah. without line of sight it, it, it was a, it was a tu- yeah, yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> so it, it, it was it was a tough one for them to balance so i have a bit of sympathy there yeah.
2: yeah the castigator tank the new castigator tank looks fun i mean there's 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 room to use that in the codex the the penitent engines have got a big boost now they can advance and charge That's really cool. the mortifiers uh, have lost advance and charge but they now give you like a miracle dice um if, if they kill something which is pretty cool because um, the ways to generate miracle dice have gone down so yeah the whole codex overall and sorry this is not going to riff about sisters after your, your perfectly reasonable <laughs> and in theory short question when it's about my favourite unit um, but the, the um, so to answer uh, yeah. the, whole but, yeah, the whole
3: sisters range is yeah the whole sisters range
2: no, is no I do I, honestly I do I do genuinely think the sisters range of models at the moment is probably the best one in 40k because i think they really number one all the models look cool because they're very recent and two they really sum up that like gothic madness which is what i love about 40k you know i just think it's cool
5: good yeah and you got
4: a lot more models The, the the model range is expanded by a third or a quarter yeah more ways to play more models to play with years of playing there that's good
1: Thank you. So for one, one favourite model to the whole codex, we go to... Winters, how is your hobby <laughs> progress going?
4: <laughs> yes, going really well, thank you. It's lovely here. Everything's fine. How are you?
1: Have you been working anything <laughs> in particular
4: lately? Well, to, well today um, I've just based and washed and fit. Uh, I need to do the upper layers on three Death Watch dudes for my Death Watch version 2 list and then over my left shoulder yesterday I finished off the last of 30 Vanguard Vets which are going in another list because I'm currently when it comes to hobbying, I'm currently working on tournament esque lists (laughs) I say tournament esque lists I haven't been to a proper proper tournament for a very very long time so uh, at the end of the year I'm going to the No Retreat Legends tournament with a bunch of other legends and me, so I'm trying to figure (laughs) out what a good tournament list is and it started off with death watch and death guard but now i'm getting quite excited about some other stuff as well so yeah i've been working on death watch list version two is the last day literally today and then the 13th are getting some vanguard reinforcements as well
1: Ooh, interesting i won't want to go in too much into your prep because i think we'll talk about that a little bit later so, okay <laughs> that's sounded very ominous sandman how is your <laughs> hobby progress going
3: yeah, it's good. I, yeah, I have a Yeah, I've done a few things actually. So, I finished Mortis, which was something I won't spoil it of course. Um I've spoken to Quipster about it. It was interesting to me. Again, I, I, one thing I, I will say about it was that I saw a huge post on Reddit, I don't know if you guys saw, that said, basically kind of accused, that's probably strong terminology, but basically like the thing about Mortis is not a lot happened. And I saw this before I read Mortis. And so I was like, oh, okay. You know, I mean, they they settled on eight books probably a long time ago for the siege. Maybe there's going to be some filler. That's to be expected. But now nah, some, some stuff happens in, in that one. Uh, which is very interesting and stuff that either I w- didn't know, had never heard of before, or, or is whole new law for the for the uh, Siege of Terror. So definitely an interesting one there. I the other thing I've done is I've I've fallen madly in love with with enamel paints over the last couple of weeks because I've been weathering my GSC and they are so fun they're so fun i don't know if you guys have ever used them they are a, a, basically a perfect complement to uh contrast paint one of the things that i think is actually a bit of misinformation about them is that enamel paints and white spirit uh doesn't work with acrylic because quipsy kept saying won't it not work won't it not work and actually it doesn't there's actually nothing chemically that will react between white spirit and acrylic paint it, the only thing that will take the paint off is if you go in with a cotton bud or whatever and you just wipe the wipe the paint off because that, that can't happen but yeah it's actually it's been it's so fun to use and it's so flexible because you can go back in and reactivate it afterwards and so you can just go mad with it and then take it off put it back on it's 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 really fun so
1: where did you get the idea for that
3: so i don't know we were talking about it on um on house party um the other the other week and i can't remember how it came up and then i i I've, i i quite like weathering because it's allows you to cover up mistakes that you make when you paint <laughs> so <laughs> i'm I'm a, I'm a huge fan and also my my gsc as i've talked about a lot they are quite fun uh, they are a very fun faction and i have a lot of conversions and i have a lot of i don't want to say silliness but because uh, my gsc winters are, are agri-world themed then there was a lot of stuff i put in there because i thought it'd be funny and interesting but at the same time i do also re- like adam was saying i do really like that grim dark setting i, I really like that and i wanted to tone it down just a touch and actually i think it's 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 hit that it's hit the point now that things are finished i hit the point they've hit they've hit a point i really like where the army still has all this fun and pizzazz in it that i wanted to put in for these angry farmers but at the same time it still feels like it fits in the narrative of Adeptus sororitas and um you know grumpy space marines so yeah um i did the sisters vid um which was good and sisters one thing that's interesting about Sisters, I would say, is that the, kind of the interesting insight I feel like I get, I don't know if a lot of people on YouTube get, if you cover factions, is that you can see how much people watch the video and you can see the reaction to the video. And that kind of gives you an insight into the perception of that f- faction. And the Sisters video has been really popular, which interested in me because it's not a popular fan base, but I think it was a faction that a lot of people were scared of before. So a lot of people really wanted to know how to beat. Sisters, so I I thought that was actually quite interesting, and then I've also written. So on the way back today, I went home today, and on the way on the train back, I actually wrote some trash talking for you, Winters. So you're going to have to prepare to be devastated right now. I hope I hope you've got some tissues nearby Um, because, uh, as I mentioned before on the podcast, I'm actually going to be playing Winters in in a week today. Actually, so you, I don't know when about it will be online, but you'll see it shortly. So. Bring um, the pain. Bring the pain. Okay. Come on. So.
1: Wait, so is this Got one the, of the is this is this Ed challenging you for one of the your tokens that you can get for your latest series?
4: Is that what you want to do, Sam? Are I'm you screwing out there. win one of the coveted oath of moments that are not available That's in it. any store anywhere that have been bespokely made and painted for me from March of War painting studios? I don't, um, know, I don't. You can only get know. one from my cold, dead hands, mate. You can't get it anywhere else. What? Don't surely you want to play just a nice, Look, open narrative game well, this... or this normal Eternal War mission? <laughs> come and see me and play me for the first time. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. You. I don't want to I... make you cry.
1: This smack I... talk's gone your
4: way around Yeah, I was <laughs> going to
2: say you've, you've come in here, you've come in here, Sandman, saying you're going to bring out trash talk, and Winters has laid down the oath of moment gauntlet, and suddenly you're, you're just backing away.
5: No,
3: so no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not backing back away. Actually. What? What? I was was getting to was that in it, fact it, i'll show i'll show you guys and look at oh my phone what? is too bad there are two there are two lists in my battle scribe right now one is called yeah. gsc nice and one is called gsc me
5: right <laughs> <laughs> so it's so weird it's, 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 okay it's, 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 one minute yeah
4: there's just two things there one gsc <laughs> two <Ooh>. two, <laughs> two it's you and told me all about and these guys have told it's you it's like yeah, it's like fighting a penguin with a lame knipper. Come on. Damn, son. <laughs> have, you got, have you got a proper army? Have you got blood angels? or you got a proper army?
3: I have I have dark angels, but I knew you couldn't win if I brought the dark angels. Oh, <laughs> dark angels oh, oh. have transhuman
4: physiology and all yeah, that. Right? They're, yeah. they're I mean, at least they're not made of paper. The GSE are just terrible. Uh, we're, we're, we're made
3: of similar things to what you're made of. But, they're probably uh, bottom with a bit of, of, of the meta,
4: GSC, right now. Seriously, they're probably bottom of the meta. They really yeah. need a codex. It's gonna be, that it's jump gonna on you from out the shadows thing it? doesn't work because they don't do enough damage. They'll just jump out, and they used to do the damage that you used to do in eighth, but not everything's got one wound now. Everything's got 18 wounds. So they jump out, and they hit the wall. Then they fall over. Then the wall moves forward, kills them all, and then they don't win.
5: Yeah,
3: well, that's because normally when people play you, they they bring mining equipment. I've got farming equipment <laughs>
5: right.
3: gonna 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 farm me some oath of moment winters um okay. so prepare to be devastated um i'm just gonna get, uh, try not to cry uh so you yeah.
4: wrote lines for this yes right? yeah because you know that you're supposed idea... to be scared this is not going up, <laughs> no, is i mean it? i just want to be clear because the idea of smack talk normally yeah. is like witty yeah and, not that funny. Like, Yeah, off the top of your head <laughs> yeah you yeah, know I- not I've... going away and studying and writing <laughs> the lines down and getting your words. This is great smack talking, by the way. I'm really looking this is forward like, to this. this is like,
2: you come at the king, you best not miss, right? <laughs> can so... I,
4: I can make some notes, right? Yeah. If got, I'll tell you if you've done a good one. Let's smack okay. talk and I'll give you marks out of 10. Go.
3: Okay. Okay. So I've got two. All right. I've got right, two. Right. Okay. All right. Yes. No, number one. Normally, normally my jeans dealer Colts would have a plan that would be generations in the making. For you, yes. it was about 25 minutes.
2: <laughs> All
3: right, guys, Adrian.
2: come on! <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh, oh wait, oh, wait! for oh, on! Wait, reaction. I mean, it,
2: it, 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 it was good. I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be longer. I thought it'd be more to yeah. it. I was waiting. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. All right. Let's two. hear number two. Let's hear number two. Number we We'll compare. I'll be honest, yeah, and
5: yeah. this
3: this was the difficulty with this was that I I don't know what winters is going to take so this this became quite quite you- hard this became quite hard to do do you okay. mind okay. i'm trying to okay. tell you about <laughs> <it. I'm sorry. laughs> so your emperor slash god slash silent king slash hive mind slash greater good slash DACA, is so fat that even the eye of terror has to stand back to fit it into view <laughs>
4: I like that one Sorry, I like one that one two, one two, one two. One. Even the Eye of Terror... Winters, it's
3: not It's not funny if I have to repeat it, okay? Right. Just Just pretend to be hurt and we can move on. The- so, wait minute.
4: It yeah. was funny the first time. Yeah, I think. <laughs> okay.
2: I will so like on one, one of them it... fire-in-the-booth shows. Yeah.
4: <laughs> okay, so you're bringing the GSK, right? That's what you want to bring, the GSK? GC the Knights, yeah. Right, So... Galaxy you Space don't night. know what I'm bringing, so no. what faction do, would you like to face? What faction do you think you have a hope in even drawing against? <laughs> so, and I'll bring that faction. I promise you, I'll bring that faction.
3: If you would bring bring any, anything that I'd be confident in, in beating, I would say...
4: The 13th, the yeah, Death yeah. Guards, the I, I Death, would Death say Watch, the th- I Imperial would say the 13th.
3: Night. I would say the 13th, because I have... A pretty good track record versus Space Marines. Okay. Um, you, so we'll see. Can I
2: can I ask
4: can I ask a qu- what
2: might be a, a, a
3: maybe, maybe something like question. Dark Angels might be a bit tough, but outside of that, Space Marines. Did you,
4: you watch the battle report that I put up today, which was Gene Steeler Colts versus the Thirteenth?
3: It, it. I did. I did. Did
4: you see how that went for the? gs <laughs> I,
3: I i did <laughs> Someone spoiled I, that <laughs>
4: he
2: wants vengeance he wants vengeance yeah and but i this... didn't
4: bring and i brought old school firstborn mm. uh no primaris mm. and i didn't even bring any troops and you yeah. saw how that went for the gsc uh,
3: my list is somewhat different to that list
4: right yeah it better be Oh, it, <laughs> oh. It's, it's 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 a bit different. You you you'll, you'll, okay, you'll okay. see. Sorry, Adam. You, sorry, sorry.
2: Oh no! All I was going to say is, do you do? You, and this, I guess, is, is for Ed as much as it's for Winters. But do you think? And I don't know whether it will be out by the time. And I suppose it probably won't be by the time you play. But do you think, like, how would orcs go for you as a matchup, right? Because I think that's quite mm-hmm. interesting, like the big hordes, so, like with 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 Murphy's War.
3: So the the, the you know the GSE competitive one on one. For me is that i I actually have got quite a good track record against things like space marines and even something like like death guard and dark angels are probably so tough that even uh with my because basically against space Marines i can do shenanigans dark angels and death guard are probably so tough that even with my shenanigans i probably don't have enough output to actually kill the stuff but at the same time the things that actually really i really struggle to play against are things that are fast because I can't out shenanigan them near, nearly as well. And I win a lot of games by trying to outplay people. And that that's that's generally how I try to win. Um that's okay. what I do against winters.
4: So you don't hit hard <laughs> enough against tough stuff. You can't out shenanigans, Harlequins, or anything quick and tricky. Well, can't is a strong word, but I struggle m- I'd struggle more in those matchups. How many snippers have you got on your list? How many when
3: you say snippers, do you mean rock yeah, the ones cutters?
4: That as soon as you wound, then yeah. you've got to roll a dice more than the wounds, and then you just kill it. That's the transhuman get around, right? That's
3: yeah.
4: The, so rock, how many of them?
3: So rock cutters, I have. Uh, I have eight. I would have twelve, but I. Okay. So, yeah, the, I would I wouldn't take. Um, don't tell me your list. Emperor. But okay, you don't want me to share list Okay.
4: Don't tell me your list, but you've got eight.
3: I have eight. Yeah. Okay. All right. And and a lot more. It's not just those
2: guys.
4: Yeah, 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 sure. You know, yeah. you I, I mean, I,
2: I'm, I, I like. I'm genuinely, and not just because obviously my friend is playing, and you know, gets to see you playing winters. Let's say you're a friend, yeah. friend of the podcast. Um, I like. <laughs> you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing this, seeing you guys actually play, because I just think it will be really interesting. That's why, I like, something like Murphy's War would be. Like, cause I, I mean, I like seeing you play with Orcs anyway, winners, to be fair. So that's
4: okay, just my yeah, cool. personal foible. Um,
2: oh,
3: yeah, I mean, you, but, are yeah, I w- you are welcome to take whatever, whatever you'd like. Um,
4: no, no, yeah. you've called out the 13th. Um, uh, <laughs> I would love
3: to, I would love to play against the 13th. Spence part part of me does just want to do that.
4: <laughs> I don't think I've lost against GSK in any edition with yeah, the 13th, I, yeah, No, I so remember you talking about this a long time ago. it would be so. interesting <laughs> to see you try. I yeah, it's a long way to come from London all the way here just to go home in shame. Um,
3: <laughs> you know, my, my he... mind tricks are not as good as I thought they would be, guys. I need to work you know on this. What...
4: <laughs> I mean, Adam, you know what's going you know to sting more? You know you're talking about orcs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going to sting more is not only is he coming all the way here and he's going to lose horribly and cry, yeah. but he's called out the army that he's going to lose against, saying the that he does yeah. really well against them.
3: No, no, no. no. Whoa, well, this is the thing. You asked what, <laughs> you ask, you ask what I do best against, and I do best against those, but I'm still bringing, as you say, the worst army in the game. Yeah. So how's that going to feel, Winters?
4: How's it going to feel? Yeah, it's how's gonna that going to feel? I don't like bullying people. It's terrible. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> increase the peace, Joe.
2: And actually, just just one question for you, winners. You, you You've been taking, uh, certainly what i've seen in your channel predominantly with the 13th you've been leaning into taking firstborn marines much more than teching into primaris stuff is that just because you you just prefer running those sort of like firstborn lists or or what, what's the kind of what's kind of reasoning behind that if you don't want me to ask it like, oh, it's, um, it's cool right you get to see him see the firstborns
4: yeah uh, well um primaris is the easy switch i like to test myself firstborn is harder to do well um nice. so it's yeah, yeah so i prefer to I, test myself I if I, up, if I need specially. to test myself a bit harder against, for example, against the Sandman, I don't need to bring any Primaris, <laughs> but, <if> <laughs> I, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, Primaris have a lot of the good kit and they have access to transhuman and they have access to fight again and they have access to mm. all those nice strats which really make them sing. So if you want to get good at Space Marines, practice with the first company. That's what I say.
5: Nice.
4: Mm. Anyway, we didn't get round to Richard and his hobby progress, yes. Reza.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Uh... Are you
4: doing GSC as well? Tell me you're not doing a god awful army.
1: No, no. So I don't do GSC. Good. So I've been working on my Imperial Guard, <laughs> which aren't a particularly great army at the moment. Uh, but not, not quite. I won't say they're quite as bad as. Uh... GSE and Ed, Ed, uh, Ed does very well to do as well as he does with them. This is me sitting on the fence. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Appreciate that, Rich. <laughs>
5: uh,
1: I've been, I did a so I've been, had a bit of a challenge lately because so I play Blood Angels as my main army, and at the moment I find I either stomp the game or I am fighting an uphill challenge. I, get, I just go against a wall, and I, I I I stay in the game for a turn or two, then I just go off the cliff. So I'm trying to find a list, uh, a way of getting a good balance where um, I can compete in every and in in, in every game so um i've been the list. So i've I've had an idea where um later so i paid basically a storm speeder hammer strike to just give me something that's quick uh and something that can crack open let's say jukari uh raiders and let me get into the good stuff because at the moment i'm finding that i trade with something that punches and then something gets out of that transport and then slaps me in the head that costs half the points of my sangrily grad my vanguard vets or whatever i'm running so um i'm just at the moment i'm kind of experimenting with um with lists to see what what i can get to work and 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 not be um you know either stomping or just losing it's very much you know sink or swim i find with blood angels which i'm very interested in to see your game with sultan which you um you teased on instagram to see because i played adam's death guard and it was yeah. turn turn two uh, t- two turns I was leading and then bang I got wiped off the yeah. board. What was
3: what was fascinating actually I'll just say winters uh, just quickly that we had um, Stephen Box from Vanguard Tactics on, um, like a, a proper YouTube channel, and uh, yeah. he, he was he was saying how, uh, like that in that matchup it was going to be incredibly hard for, for Rich to win. So I don't know how you know in terms of the things that Blood Angels do well, Death Guard counter really well. It's it's
2: the it's the Foul Blightspawn, I think. If I yeah,
3: that was, that was a big part of it, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Just,
1: uh, I, I don't charge, um, but yeah. That's, that's
4: it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blood Angels down. are top of the Space Marine meta, though, aren't they? Um, if you look at BCP, they're, they're doing very, very well.
1: I think Dark mm. Angels at the moment, but then, uh, Blood Angels are quite uh, up there. The last last
4: you. Goonhammer
3: I saw actually had, um, I think it was White Scars, Blood Angels, Dark Angels. It went like that. It was interesting. Yeah. Uh, but Weissgars, there's not many White Scars players is the thing and they're quite hard to play to a really high level I think
4: um, so but I mean Blood Angels it's just bring Vanguard Vets Blade Guard Vets Va- and, and Sanguinary Guard that's it don't worry about shooting right everything forward all the time yes done uh,
1: that's spot on and when I fight against Dukari I get to a, a, yeah. a radar crack it open and then something comes out which will just punch me well, across half the price your list that
2: you like your list you took against me and the list i assume against the Drakari was quite similar on paper and against like, an, like most armies it's really really good because it does tech into all that it has the big blob of blade guard vets it has the big blob of sanguinary guard it's got the vanguard vets as well to back it up but your the issue is obviously as i say like with the death guard leaving aside their just innate toughness they have those tools that just shut off your all your abilities come from charging if they can shut that off obviously it's only in theory in a limited area but if they have all their key stuff in the middle of the board and they can get that 12 inch aura on the foul blight spawn and for anyone listening who doesn't know what that does it's a uh, use of a relic uh, and a um strap basically and it, it gives you a 12 inch bubble in which you you don't count as charging so it just turns off a lot of the Blood Angel's bonuses. Um, and obviously the Foul Blightspawn also has a you know, pick somebody and they go fight last as well, which adds to that. So that's just like running into a brick wall. And with Drakari it's it's similar for different reasons. As you say, you, you go into a raider, yeah, you'll crack the raider open, no problem at all, but then out jump ten witches and, you know, they're, you know, incredibly cheap models that just trade into Sanguinary yeah, you Guard can't, you and can't kill trade. them. It's, yeah. Finding.
1: And a lot of the BCP lists that were doing well with um blood angels are running attack bites with Melter, or they're running yeah. some eradicators uh the whirlwind is quite common at the moment because of the suppression fire stratagem um but then i feel like at the moment with fight last it's just a bit you know it with that stratagem you just end up trading turns of who fights anyway and then with a the blood angel list i think i think another thing i need to do is with my style of play is not be so aggressive it might be not charging everything in one turn it's you're right take a time. You're a time. of Sanguinius. You're a of I, Sanguinius, I, mate. I You get the Black Rage. I struggle with the, the aggression, uh, as we've talked <laughs> out. <laughs> I mean, that's
4: what i You don't need... That's one of the curious things about Ninth edition, is you don't need to kill anything to win. Yes. Mm.
1: But I, I just, yes, yeah, still... My, my, my Vanguard vets just got completely obliterated by Incubi <laughs> like it were nothing. Uh, and they just they stood there, just wiped out one turn. Um... Sanguardy Guard, even though they're so brutal, they die really fast. Yeah. Um, And then it's like, if I'm fighting into um, Incubi, they're like 90 something points. By Sanguardy Guard, they're 160 points for five.
4: Yeah. Well, I think the Drakari meta is starting to shift already, particularly with the advent of Admech. And Sisters are going to really shift it as well, because all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. you've got some. So, Admech, those. Three units of 20 Vanguard, for example, and mm-hmm. all the chickens. You've got a meta there that seems to be a list there that seems to be perfectly designed to screw in over Drakari. And then you've got the sisters coming up, which means that all of a sudden those Necron warrior horde lists are back again in America. So because of Drakari, people have swung back the other way to counter the Drakari threat. And. Which means blood angels. It's inter- It's interesting yeah. how how the meta swings back another way because one of them is particularly strong. Dracary going to ride high for about two months, and then they're. G- it's not going to go well for them.
1: But my chance. I want to find a list that um is a is a tournament list. So I'm ready to fight everything. So that's, Mm. that's what I'm trying to strike is the balance. It's not because my list originally started out. The one (laughs) I had was like, there was like one troop choice. And then I had just absolutely insanity. That
3: that is something that's quite easy as GSC because there are like, you know, five good units (laughs) in the book. (laughs) So it doesn't matter what the meta is.
2: Isn't isn't this what they they call in politics? Isn't this what they call in politics expectations management? You're just like, oh, <laughs> we've only got five good units, so. But, like, do you know what I mean?
3: It's like, yeah, it's, it's like well, I, I don't want to spoil it for Winters, but, like, I, you know, it would be like, oh, uh, all right, you know, it's a fast army, okay, well, I'll take that. It's like, oh, it's a slow army, okay, I'll take that. It's like a combat army, all right, yeah, same same unit. Hello. Like, oh, hey. We've got our rivals. Uh, Hello. who is. What's up? What have I missed? What's been happening? Uh, Nothing.
2: There was some, there was some yeah, I made, smack talk.
5: Yeah, I made, I, made
3: winters, I made Winters cry, no.
5: <laughs> yeah.
4: all going to me. Quickly.
3: <laughs>
5: excellent, excellent. Oh, Wait, sorry so that, mate, so, by the way.
1: It's, no, you're welcome. So, but, yeah, to to uh, summarize, that was my hobby progress, and
2: now Quips well, has
1: decided to rock up. Well, uh, just just
2: before we go on, just before we go on to Quips, I was going to say you should your guards, your sharp guys. You want to talk about them quickly because they look awesome.
1: Well, yeah. So I mean, I've, I'm I'm, I'm flo- slowly uh, ploughing through my guardsmen. That sounds really weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me rephrase. I'm slowly painting plenty of guardsmen. <laughs> One at a time, like, you're next, and then you bend over, your are next. No. So, yeah, I'm, I'm painting for a lot of guardsmen. It takes a lot of time and effort, and it's very, very tedious. But I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And um, we we recorded an episode of the Tale of War Hipster earlier where we got to talk about Sharp, who I've, um, I've painted, and he, he looks awesome. Um, I, I, did, I did Lord Wellington. I'm... Um, Winters, if you don't know, I'm a massive fan of the Sharp TV show, so I've based a guard army on him. Um, and um, yes, yeah, so I'm slowly working through that. I, eventually, I do feel like if I get a, a, that army done quick enough, I think I'm going. I'm falling so much in love with it that that's going to be the army I run for good, for better, or cool. for worse. So, um nice. I mean, God knows when a guard, a guard codex will come out, but I, I will. I will find a way to make it work. And because um, I'm just yeah, just loving uh, the character behind it. But yeah, there's
3: that's not a lot well, of progress yeah. in it. On a tiny segue, something fun, I don't know if you guys saw uh this weekend the people noticed. So the Gaunt's Ghost Squad rules oh, came out. The frag grenade was, thing. Yeah, that was, <laughs> was a and it's you know, it's it's obviously a just a you know, not a serious thing. But it was quite a funny rules as written <laughs> argument that went on. <laughs> because basically, um I can't remember the name of the character, sorry, Quipster. Try again. But, yeah, yeah, yeah the ability to try again yeah brag, yeah. brag. Um, yeah yeah so uh he has an ability where kind of like competitive edge if his if his shot from his auto cannon it's like it says like if you know if, if the shots from his auto cannon don't go through to the, da- the damage stage he can oh, okay. shoot again but the thing is he also has frag grenades so every time he throws a frag grenade it doesn't count as the auto cannon <laughs> wounding oh oh. so people we're wounding the opponent, and people people were clocked They're like, well, technically, would you just get infinite frag grenades? Um, <laughs> That'd be quite funny, so yeah, that made me laugh. So there you three. go, Rich. That's that's how you
1: win with guards. I'm just going to put my order in for them yeah. now. Um, <laughs> I, I also saw someone sent me a, a picture of a good. Conver- I think it was you, Adam, sent me a good picture of a conversion opportunity for Sharp from um, from Gaunt himself.
2: From Gaunt, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Has a, some, s- someone someone suggested, <laughs> yeah, someone suggested uh, Gaunt's body because of the uniform, obviously painted green, with um, a head from. I think one of them is a Stormcast Eternal, and then I saw somebody else suggested uh, a the Blood Angels Legion Praetor. I want to say from Horus Heresy. There's one that has like a sort of. It looks a lot like um, like Richard Sharp, like uh, Sean Bean. Sean Bean. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, there's 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 other conversion opportunities. People, I just saw. It and I thought someone else has had the same idea as Rich. This is, this is growing in popularity.
1: <laughs> I started it. I'm just on saying. Yes, yeah, yeah you're the you the, the you're the OG. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. So Quipstar, you, you rise fashionably late. So do not disappoint mm. us with your hobby progress. I'm about to probably, one leg. <laughs> I'm
0: about to disappoint all of you. Um, what have I done, hobby progress wise? I have almost finished painting four Black Templar assault intercessors um and
1: calm the fuck down
0: i know right crazy uh but to be honest i'm actually having a lot of fun painting them like they this black Templars. Sc- oh too dude. much fun apparently <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for this uh this fabled black templar tutorial that i'm in the process of making uh, which 20, has been going on for months now um but yeah no i'm slowly getting
3: there and it doesn't any black templar crusade Last <laughs> forever, for so maybe maybe it's narratively you're taking a long time to paint them. I, it's I,
2: true. I, I, I'm sure your video is going to be amazing, but I sort of now, given how much time you've taken over it, I would really mm-hmm. like you to troll everyone by making it like a three and a half minute video where you just go, "Yeah, put Black Templar on them, uh, Corax on the <laughs> you have done. Cool, there you go. Black Templars." Or just turn 80. it into
0: like, just spent six months and then just like, oh yeah, sorry, it's a thirty second TikTok. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> just, just you dipping it in a black pot, sempl- a black blot. There you go.
0: That would be amazing. But uh, yeah, no, I'm slowly getting there with these. Um, I do have like a, f- a like kind of amusing bit of hobby progress that I think we could talk about a little bit because it involves introducing someone to the hobby. Um, I went. I actually just went on a date. Uh, like two days ago, um, with this girl, and uh, for a start, the funniest thing happened. She well, was then. just like, "Thank you." She was just like, "Yeah." By the way, I showed your uh, your picture to my my housemate, and he was just like, "Oh my god, is that Quipster?" So that was hilarious. Oh, for a gosh. start, He's such a <laughs> douchebag,
3: aren't you? I hate that that happened. Too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Genuinely, I could not believe it. But the funny thing about that was that. This guy, her housemate, happens to have a whole bunch of, like, Warhammer lying around. That And he's he's more of, like, a lore guy, doesn't really play the tabletop, doesn't really paint. And so she was just like, Oh, you know, these things that you paint, That's that looks really fun. I was like, well, why don't we paint one together then? And so... Uh, we're in the what process, I've it here. Paying me like one of your Warhammer was mates. Was, <laughs> yeah. like
2: was it like the scene from Ghost with the making of the pot, except
0: yeah, there, yeah. so the a with a pair of paintbrushes? <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you think so. you think it would be like a really good excuse to like, you know, get suddenly very distracted. But we were both like super into the painting. Like we were both sitting did, there just how like... It
1: go? What, what door well, door I'll
0: show you. I can, When's the wedding? Up to the screen. <laughs> um, so she... This guy, her housemate, gave her like a random space wolf. Yeah, I think wolf guard. No, what what are the like tactical marine equivalent? What what is that for space wolves? Tactical marine Wolfguard? wolf
1: guard. No, wolf guard is like. The uh, vector. blood claws. Blood, blood claws, claws are the
3: standard like uh, ones, and then grey oh, hunters aye. are the ones with the bolters. So blood yes, claws with a, the. Yeah. It's a grey hunter. Go on, That's Ed. The one. He's killed so many of the GSC. <laughs> you scared winners. You scared. I know my stuff. I know my stuff. Winters. <laughs>
0: but uh, yeah, so it's just a random uh, grey hunter, and yeah, we both got super into it, and we were there for like four hours just painting this thing. And honestly, she has actually been smashing it. Like there's. <laughs>
2: What? <laughs> I was about, I was, it was it, i was glad you went with me I like for a second I thought you were going for like and actually she did a really good job. I was like that's probably not a good setup for a second date, mate.
3: Also you gotta stop <laughs> saying the word actually. We've had this conversation a bunch of times. When, whenever whenever to compliments someone, he says actually like that is actually quite good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll going it's,
3: really, it, it's
0: a really bad habit, but she she actually did do a really good job and I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. <laughs> um, well, but yeah no, so next time she comes around we'll finish it we'll do all the like gold edging and stuff but like it's maybe it's get really to a Dreadnought could do, could do I think she the, the, I think her housemate does actually have a spare Space Wolf Dreadnought so that is actually mo- a
1: possibility mo- no, maybe I'm the housemate yeah <laughs> I'm joking
4: <laughs> this is the first or second date right Uh, second Ooh. on the second date you had your betrothed painting a miniature <laughs>
0: yep okay, that's
4: after. strange that it would happen to you and no one else on the face of the earth I wonder why that is <laughs> well maybe no one's thought that's to suggest never it. be- it's never happened before in the history of 40k until now second I've... date I'm in- married <laughs> look dude this
0: is the yeah, second that's... time I've done this
3: that you're so good Don't looking it's that. affecting the whole <laughs> hobby
4: <laughs> yeah you've given us a bad name now, Ed Ed now is, um... all, the, all the girls out there will think oh uh, warhammers people yay they're not smelly and <laughs> we worked hard to
3: get that reputation
4: yeah. I, know. I'm it. I haven't washed for a week huh? <laughs> we, we, do, we just gotta well. keep
2: away from uh, tournaments in uh, the basement of darksphere uh to maintain the idea that we're not smelly because anyone in goes the in summer. there that's oh my the god it's not good
0: even I would be a smelly, smelly sweat lord down there. Jesus Christ! It's literally for those of you who've not been <laughs> to Dark Sphere. It's literally underground. It's yeah, literally love, like a dungeon.
2: dungeon. We, we love, we love you, Dark Sphere. Just to say, yeah. if anyone <laughs> just <probably to> say. <laughs> is listening, but yeah, but it is, it is a, it is an issue with having eighty people in a room getting sweaty, concentrating, trying mm. not to lose uh, to the to Eds GSC. So uh, you know, very <laughs> Thanks. true. Thanks, Alan. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I was just a gonna boost. say. Give me that boost we're gonna break him we're gonna
5: break him. <laughs>
1: this, if we're not careful just end up as a meme uh you need to make sure you win now yeah
3: it's gonna be embarrassing isn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. we've
0: had this conversation though as well like actually winters have you decided with ed if this is going to be part of Are your you've, like you've uh,
3: oh yeah i tried to, i tried to throw him it didn't go as I planned it on my head. In, in my head, when I was walking home, I was like, yeah, and then he's going to no. get really upset. And... <laughs>
4: no. Quipster, what happened was, mm-hmm. is he wrote down some trash-talking lines. Has he told you them?
3: I've bad... No. Hey, I'm... No.
4: no, listen, you have to... You've got the lines. You've still got the lines there, Ed, yeah?
3: I'm not funny in the second time. <laughs> because they so <laughs>
4: good. No, listen. You're doing well, okay, my little poppet. Right. I mean... <laughs> they were great. I think they deserve to be heard yeah. a second time. Quipster, you do line number it. one and Quip, you can give him a mark out of ten for his trash talking and then okay. do line number two. Oh, they're so good. You wouldn't believe. He worked okay. on these. He worked on these. Before Let's before, do you, this. On.
1: before you started, how do you want me and Adam to react? Do you want it to be like the meme when you say something we go crazy in the background or do you want us to be quiet?
3: I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not,
1: it's I just want not, to hear dead silence. It's not as fun. You can't deny the guest.
4: And then, and then, and then after he, he smack talk, he said he was bringing Gene Stealer Colt. <laughs> oh Still haven't got over that one. And then he called out the army that he wanted to play against. <laughs> He's so funny, this guy. Anyway, do the lines. Do the lines. We could all have a laugh again. On. <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and
0: you know, as we know, jokes are always funnier the second time you tell them yeah, to yeah, the I'm same people. i will
4: tell my wife after it this time. I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also... let me turn the phone on so I can record this. I'm going to yeah. share it on the internet to 90,000 people. You're smacked. So it's brilliant. <laughs> oh, Comedy God, Central,
3: yeah. if you're listening, I will be okay. uh, available for roasts uh, starting, <laughs> starting,
5: starting next year. Uh, are you
0: the one we're roasting? <laughs>
4: Right, I've got my microphone on, go.
3: Okay. Well, this is, Okay. <laughs> okay, you know what? Okay, fine, fine, fine. You want it, you, you wanted the pain, Winters? I'll give you the pain. Alright, so... For my jeans Dealer cult, we would... Well, I can't believe I'm doing this at the second time. <laughs> <laughs> you've got,
5: that, you got for this, you've got this then!
3: <laughs> for, for my jeans Dealer cult, we'd normally have a plan that was generations in the making. For you, Winters, it was about yeah. 25 minutes. Boom! Yeah. Guys, react, react, guys! Oh
4: <laughs> yeah. shit! Thank you, thank you, very oh my much. god! <laughs> <laughs> 25 minutes yeah, to, see, so... to get it. It means it is a short time instead of years.
3: Yeah, the explanation actually was... helps a lot with the funny yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it was a catchphrase. <laughs> Wait, but... <laughs> I know it... it's
4: hard to because the comedy genius there is so deep. There's so many layers yeah. down. It's like you can't. You have see to read three codexes to get that joke. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty highbrow. Yeah.
0: Um, to be fair, Winters. What I, I'm not sure you you know yet is that uh, Ed is actually a stand-up comic. He has actually done stand-up comic shows.
4: Has he? Well,
3: uh, well uh, that's I've, I've done. That's that's very generous. I've done open mics. What that means is I think I'm funny. There's a very big difference between that and being a stand-up comic. Alfred Ferries, who who I do my videos with, he actually is a stand-up comic. He has he has been paid and such. Um, he's very funny.
4: He's for. But you're not. You, you're <laughs> no, not. I'm not. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, don't worry about the second one, Quipster. It's a level above, honestly. Yeah, you, would you would get would it. You get it. So, yeah. Wait, but, but thank you, he... Ed, how, that was the smack <laughs> <awful section>. again, <laughs> twice. So good you heard it twice. This wasn't as um...
3: devastating to Winters as I was hoping it was going to be. Um... we we'll you know work on it. We'll work on it,
2: you we'll work on it for this, your, your this, game. Th- this is this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity. So a
0: learning listen, opportunity. We
2: will we will put some, we will put up one of those things on Instagram where you can you can write in your suggestions. So if you can come up with a bit of GSC smack talk, right, that Ed can use against Winters, you you can write it. All, yeah all can be used against i can i can, can handle it <laughs> <laughs> you, we, we want we want your best smack talk we want fire yes. in the booth we want some lyrics some some harsh bars right that's yeah. probably the most middle class way anyone's ever said that <laughs> thing, uh, some really harsh <laughs> bars you know? <laughs> yeah. you know really want you to, really want you to mess man up yeah when man's <laughs> giving you the bars we really want you to mess him up no but we're going to put it on instagram and um we're going to give you an opportunity to get some get some smack talk in there so if you've got some smack Brilliant. talk you let
4: us know that's a brilliant idea. That's a brilliant idea for three reasons. I love it. One, essentially, the, the listeners get to smack talk me. That's what happens. Two, it can't be anything worse, can it, really? How dare you? How, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and three, it might actually be funny and help him in his failed stand-up career as well. So,
3: yeah, my, my, st- my stand-up stand comedy was all Warhammer-related as well. <laughs>
4: Uh, Brilliant idea. We're going to help you with your career, Ed. Okay. Thanks, We're Helping with career.
1: (laughs) Right. Should we? uh, Should we move on?
4: (laughs) Please, Rich. Please move on. For the love of God. (laughs) how many times have we actually fought each other now? Three, four, Uh, quite a few. Not face haven't Actually, had a fight. It sounds like. There is actually actually smack talking when the camera's off. Right. There is quite a bit of smack talking and turn and throwing.
0: It's not even just smack talking though, it's just you just messing with people. Like yeah. I talked to Brap about this in the fireside chat yeah. and like as soon as the camera gets turned off, you guys don't know this, but like Winters is just like, Oh are you sure you wanna do that?
2: That's not like, the best no! sport though. No, I'm not sure.
4: I <laughs> like I like the
2: I, I like the little the little like command point. that's that's always the giveaway because you know what i was watching i ended up watching an old battle report from eighth edition where you were playing uh say hi paul winners and he called you out on this and he was like you always say that to people you always say command point even though you know it might not be the best use of a command point i like it it's psychological warfare
5: yeah
3: you oh, try to get see, into like, the. You try and get into my hive mind, Winters. You're gonna, you're gonna find some crazy stuff in there, man. See? I know. Uh, I imagine.
4: I imagine oh, it's God. very, very hard to try and find your mind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is this is never is going. good at the counter
1: attack. <laughs> this, this is the, the, the thing. Everyone,
0: <laughs> everyone thinks like Winters is this kindly, kindly like you know older, elder statesman in the community, but he is just fucking ruthless.
4: No. <laughs> Right,
1: so let's move on before any more damage happens to anyone. So we were talking earlier (laughs) about the no retreat practice. So Winters, yes. I would like to know, we've been talking a lot about competitive lists. So the first question I'm going to throw at you is, what is your thought process when you're putting together a competitive list?
4: Oh. um... (laughs) Inside the mind. What is my thought process? It starts off with, those units are good. Let's have more of them, which is the wrong way to play it. So that's how most people start off when doing tournament lists, to be fair. Those are good. Let's add them. And I know that you guys know this, but that's completely the wrong way to do it. What you should start off with, what are the secondaries that my faction are good at getting? Start with the secondaries and build your army around there. So Imperial Guard, Rich, is Imperial Guard are really good at raising banners and getting engaged on all fronts. It's like A, B, Z. So you're bringing lots of stuff that can raise banners and split out all over the place. That's where you should start. I haven't done that. I've just sort of like, for example, my Death Guard list is um, I like Terminators. Um, They're good. So my list number one, I brought 20 of them. Um, two units of 10, which is terrible because that's two units that are, yeah. But it's a nice start. That's how I start with my tournament list. I start through pain and anguish and then make my way from there. Um, How should I do it? You guys play tournaments. You guys play competitively down at the club, except for Ed. You guys are good (laughs) at the game. So how do you go about building a tournament list?
3: I play on the street, you know. (laughs) Yo, bat,
4: back.
1: That's a that's a good question. Um, I, I, I think, well, to me, I, I fall into the, the trap of, I like this model, I'm going to take it. So hence why I keep talking about... 15, <coughs> Blade Guard. 15 Blade Guard, because i like, just in love with <laughs> the model. But no, my, my, my list does start generally with, what am I good at I'm going to score in that moment? So space reason moment, I take Blade Guard because they'll be good at scoring over the moment. Very good, very good ability. Um, and then obviously I'm very quick. So I put jump pack units on my Sangrelly Guard, my uh, Vanguard Vets to score... Engage of all fronts. Something I do struggle with is always the third secondary. Adam, what did you do with your Death Guard when we
2: played our little warm up kind of game? Um, I mean, I think for me, like, I probably did it the wrong way around. brought but, Mortarion. Just, <laughs> yeah, brought Mortarion. Because <laughs> um, I, I wanted to actually use him in a game, because I hadn't done that before. Um, but no, I, I my thing with Death Guard is leaning into what they're good at, which is being tough and walking into the centre of the board and then working from there. So if you bring in Mortarion, you, you've got... I would say as a competitive... a competitive stamp from a, from a competitive standpoint, get my words out, Mortarion is not the best choice because... He's a big target and he will get shot a lot, right? He's very, very good. He does a lot of stuff, but he is a big, big old target to be shot by your opponent. Um, but if you're ta- if you're trying to take a super competitive Death Guard list, I think you see people leaning in. I do think the Terminators are good. Like, I mean, you know, you say when you're bringing 20 of them, I think my list would have probably 13 at a minimum because it's sort of uh, two bricks of five Blight Lords and, and a bunch of Death Shroud, right? And you do see people taking, you know, taking up to 20 in like units of Death Shroud, for example um but then stuff that gives you some mobility as well so the the death guard have a nice nice balance i think as as a codex you have the ability to put something really tough in the middle of the board right to hold that mid board to get that center objective or objectives depending on the deployment map in the form of your terminators you've got quite cheap backline kind of screening but also you can if you want to go for the spread the sickness secondary bring a load of pox walkers right because pox walkers are dirt cheap they're actually they're not durable but like you know if you get lose a few of them you can bring them back there are strats to do that so you've got kind of cheap mobile troops that you can just advance around everywhere um if you need to get them places obviously don't advance them and then try and do an action because you can't do that um and then you've got stuff like the um uh bloke drones which are which are quite quick so you can look into things like engage uh, on all fronts um to do that you could look at the um some of the some of the other newer secondary objectives so i think the, the with the death guard it's all about like for me it's kind of leaning into what they do best but also thinking about like threat overload like what can i put into people right if i've got a couple of um plague burst crawlers they can quite happily sit in the back and just fire away and just like they can hurt infantry and with their entropy cannons they can also do a lot of damage to tanks right quipster had a recent experience where he encountered the power of entropy cannons and the disgusting force strat on a repulsor which was a bit gross i, I it, it, the fact the repulsor exploded was was what really frankly was just a feels nice. bad moment um yeah it was uh, that was that was a bit of horrendous you i don't know you was like who 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 rolls who rolls badly on on out of the D Z T V tv crew who's like probably got the worst role in sultan has had, yeah. had Sultan been touching your dice, Quipster? Because you had you had some bad luck in that game. Let's be fair.
4: I mean, it
0: w- it was to be fair, also mathematically impossible for me to win that game. But I did lose. Instead of in turn three, I lost in turn two. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, No, that's that is fair. That is fair. It was it was a, it was a horrible matchup. But yeah, that's that's for me with with Death Guard at the moment. For Sisters, I don't like their secondaries they have some interesting ones faction secondaries uh they've got this new one where you can do like if you do two miracle dice in your t- in the battle round, you get points which is quite good
4: yeah like, but you're you... not going to be using them because miracle dice are so hard to come by now
2: well yeah so so the, the... you're going
4: to want to use miracle dice for your miracle dice instead you're going to be taking the secondary which gives you a point if you kill something with a bolter point if you kill like, something with a flame point if you kill melter, something with a very difficult no, to kill cool. stuff with flamers there is... for the range but you should be guaranteed two points a turn every turn for the other ones
2: yeah there, there is a um there is a there is a bit of tech you can do on that with one of the orders which basically generates additional miracle, miracle dice on a four up um if you spend one and also the beacon of faith warlord trait which lets yeah. you only generates a miracle dice you only use it on the warlord so if you're not yeah. taking if you're not taking sacred rose that order you just do it on that one because then you're always going to have a miracle dice you use on on the yeah. warlord model that's got it right that that's how you do it but yeah it's Going to be an interesting one with the sisters to build a. That good secondary
4: list. is good for Sacred Rose. Apart from that, it's not good.
2: Yeah, it's not not brilliant. Um, no. But uh, but yeah, I'd, it's going to be interesting to see how I build a competitive list with the sisters. I think it's going to be difficult.
4: So can okay. I can I actually take take the thing a step further? Actually, for people who are interested, first when you build a tournament list, actually pick some secondaries. Actually, think about your playstyle, not just your faction, but think about your playstyle. So I want to represent this faction, and by faction, if you. It could be Gene Steeler Cult, it could be Tyranids, but if you're looking at Death Guard, you're actually looking at Chaos Space Marine, faction. And if you're looking at um, Space Marines, then you're actually looking at the Imperium faction because there's no real downsides to souping up at tournament levels. And when you look at all the big names in America that win the ITCs and Novas and stuff like that, they soup up. Um, souping is back. So you pick your secondaries. And you pick your play style. So, Rich, you said you're a very aggressive person, like to spread out all over mm-hmm. the place. So, you'll pick engage. You'll pick on things like that. Um, and then the second thing you should look at in Ninth Edition is the mortal wound output, and find the units that do mortal wounds. So, um, contempt of dreadnoughts with volkites are now back. So, uh, volkite is eight shots on a contempt of dreadnought. That's sixteen shots. If you've got two contempt of dreadnoughts, that's thirty two shots with the core keyword with a tech marine Ooh. nearby you're hitting on twos re-rolling ones and on sixes to wound you're gonna be doing mortal wounds in addition on the strength eight damage two weapons so that's uh, appearing in space marine lists in death guard for example harbingers on pox walkers harbingers allows you to re-roll all hits and then with the um Mutant strain stratagem, so 2 CP, 1 to re-roll all hits, and 1 with a mutant strain. is 6s to hit to do mortal wounds in addition. Pick up all your 1 to 5s and then re-roll all of them to get as many 6s to hit as possible. And Death Row Terminators, 10 attacks with their sweep attacks. You have a Biologus Purifier nearby who points at them. They do t- So 3 of them, for example, chuck out 30 attacks hitting on 2s. And on sixes to wound with a biologus Putrefier, you're doing mortal wounds in addition. Remember, you're rerolling ones to wound. If you've got Arch Contaminator nearby, you're looking at 30 attacks and yeah. then wounding on sixes, picking up all your one to fives and getting as many. Jim Vessel ran, ran three of them into a unit of custodies in the latest play on tabletop battle report and did, with Arch Contaminator did nearby, did 21 mortal wounds to a unit of custodies and just picked them up.
0: I yeah. haven't seen this bat rep yet. I'm going to watch the, that one later. The, the
4: so, vo- you're looking for mortal, so you're looking Privacy, for your secondaries and you're it. looking don't, for your mortal uh, wound output it. and then build around your play style for your secondaries and mortal wound output. That's yeah. how you build lists in 9th edition. So to answer your question, Rich, that isn't what I've been doing yet. <laughs> that will come later in the year as I start to take the gloves off a bit more
2: i was gonna say just on the volkite thing that's interesting because like i've got a vault i've got a uh death guards volkite contemptor and i know yeah. one of the guys in the lw lwg like death guard chat when we're talking he runs three of them and has had yeah. great success they're ju- they're just really good
4: yeah um, yeah they're gonna get nerfed to high heaven they're only five oh, yeah. points for a heavy volkite, so, volkite so cannon as well. five points so because it's strength they a- ap dash two damage but sixes to wound do mortal wounds in addition, and they're eight mm. shots, so two of them sixteen shots, and it's core. Cool. That's the thing. You have a lieutenant nearby, or wisdom of the ancients nearby. Yeah, that your your mortal wound potential is is very very good, particularly with ultramarines as well. But mm-hmm. that's that extra that one,
1: one with a tournament during the Jakari hotness, um, John Lennon won it with an ultramarine list, if I believe correctly. Um, interesting. Um, what, what are your so? Um, I've completely forgot what I was going to say. So, so I'll, tell you what,
3: I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in just briefly because actually me and Quipster had a really interesting conversation um, a couple of, of weeks ago, um, as did um, with a couple of my friends because the conversation was actually centred around uh, how to make a competitive army or play a competitive faction if that faction is not doing too well. And of uh, course we we discussed the similar kind of things as, as you guys have discussed um, and I think actually it's probably worth ex- expanding a little bit on what Winters has said there. So um, Winters gave the example of Rich, who plays a really aggressive army. So you can take Engage, um, because I think it's the kind of thing you hear all the time is, you know, I'll build your own around secondaries. But the question is, what secondaries can you build around? Is, 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 is I think the question that yeah. a, lot, a lot of people don't know the answer to. So engages is, is a very classic one. Likewise, um, you, sorry, they've changed all the names so I, I haven't got the updated names in my head if, if I am wrong, I apologise. Um, yeah. Or... While, while we stand, we fight is, is another one that you can definitely build around. If you've got something, if you look at your army list and you look at the three most expensive units, well, sorry, if you look at your army list and you've got two very expensive units that you know, you've got a pretty good chance of keeping them alive all game, go for that third and maybe drop something else because that's potentially fifteen points you're gonna get there. That's a really, really big one. The psychic secondaries are actually I think quite good now. They're not they're, um, they were <laughs> but I all stop. Do, um, they're, they're, I think I think it's definitely worth putting it putting it in, no, in a psycho. All right, well, don't listen
4: to Ed the not psychic secondaries. Uh, psychic secondaries means that you're giving up your psychic powers straight away. It depends on the
3: psyker so that's the thing. Not not all. So it depends on the faction, but not all factions have psykers that need to do what they're going to do.
4: Yeah, but if you take psychic secondaries, yep. so if you've got psychers and you're working, building your list around them as secondaries, it means you're giving up some psychic output.
3: No, not necessarily, because it's it's a matter of if you've got that slot and you can. Just, you can just take another psyker and then you'd be like, oh, and well, now I can get that secondary. So yeah. I'm not saying you, you sacrifice okay. a psyker okay. that you normally would have in your list. Okay. But it's a matter so, of what you put. So, so for example, genius would be a classic example. I, I don't do this, but what you could do is you could just put in a, another Magus if you had a spot yeah. because that Magus yeah. is going to do very little game.
4: But you, no, you're not going to take it though because you, Psychic Powers, the other thing about these is they can be denied and there's a lot but You don't of, have to
3: take it every game.
4: There's lots of stratagems out there which are... You can deny a psychic power on a four plus. Custodies have them. Uh, sisters have a lot of denial stuff. Black plus, We've got two black templars. Yeah. So, the psychic, new sisters will mess up psychers. So you are you yeah. are you are
3: right, Winters, and definitely don't take it versus sisters. But like, I'm not saying you, you should take it then. <laughs> I'm saying build your list so you have that option if 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 you want to.
4: I'm agreeing with you up to. I'm um, secondaries are very very important. I'm just making the point that psychic secondaries, you don't see them and there's a reason why. You haven't seen them, but we we,
3: we might see them more now because there haven't been many tournaments since since the chapter approved is the thing. So I guess it will be interesting to see. We also haven't seen many psychic armies.
1: Yeah, it'd be cool
4: when... uh, Oh yeah, you might see more of them once Grey Knights and Jean Steeler, uh, sorry, and Thousand Suns come out. It's like minus one to hit doesn't seem to be very big right now because we haven't seen a hits on four army like Tau and Guard haven't had a new Codex yet, that minus one to hit, which doesn't seem great. Those sort of stratagems, those sorts of abilities, they're going to really start to come into their own once those armies are released. So you're right. Once we see some more Psychic Armies, then you might see some more utility for Psychic Secondaries. But um, there, you don't want to pick any secondaries that your opponent can stop you doing. So there's a number of secondaries which, at the start of your next command phase, if, you've, if those are secondaries that you're thinking about taking them, don't take them. The reason why people like Linebreaker, which used to be well, behind enemy lines now, it happens at the end of your movement phase. Engage in all fronts happens at the end of your movement phase. Spread the sickness happens at the end of your movement phase. They can't be stopped in any way by interacting with your opponent's army. Um, so you want to try and pick secondaries that cannot, yeah, you want to pick secondaries that cannot be stopped by your opponent, that you just do. So you're guaranteed those points, Build your armies around them.
3: Yeah, Ed. Yeah. Well, no, well, that, well that's, that's why. This, that, so, that's, so I, th- I think you're misunderstanding this because that's why the psychic secondaries are good because you don't, you don't have to take them. When I'm saying this, I'm not saying every time I'm playing as Adam Sisters, I'm taking this. Every time I'm playing as Adam Sisters, I'm never taking this. What this is about is when I go against your 13th and you have no, if you had no psychics in your list, at that point, I've got basically 15 points because you're never going to get to my character and I've got them. So, it's a matter of, it's a matter of making your list that's flexible that that's if the point that i'm trying to make yes. you like like you're not when you you're not making this for certain so for example even um, if if you're regularly taking behind enemy lines if you're like if your opponent's got loads of infiltrators and you're still not you're not going to take it at that point i.e. so
4: oh yeah I, I agree with you you've gone to the next level i was talking in generalize so generally you're building your list with secondaries in mind that your list is going to take. But yeah, once you get to Ed's level, which is you are aware of what your opponent can do as well and what they can block. So yes, having a Psyker in an army where you might occasionally go up against armies that don't have any Psykers in, then using Psyker secondaries then is is potentially something you can do. Yeah. Um, is that so so not only thing? just picking secondaries for your army, but picking your secondaries based on what your opponent can do as well is a thing.
0: I think Up All the Witch is, uh, to to answer you, Rich, I think Up All the Witch is a thing, but they changed the points uh, so that it's now not worth as much because it used to be horrendous against Psychic Omnis.
1: Because if you don't want to bring a Psycho to allow you to score that... That's the kind of you know that adds to those, yeah. those choices because then that's another way of scoring some good
3: points. It's it's still I arms. still don't like that secondary from a game design point of view. Um, it, no, is, it is it is much better in that it's not the case. So for example, there are some factions like Eldar GSC that aren't mm-hmm. like psychically oriented, but taking three psychics is is a you know pretty reasonable choice to make, and, and you'll see it yeah. um, all the time. But not psychically oriented like Thousand tons of Grey Knights. However, it is still the case that if you play Thousand tons of Grey Knights and your opponent doesn't take psychics, you've just got fifteen points. And I don't like that. Yeah. Unless, unless Thousand tons of Grey Knights get something to counter that, then you're playing that game at actually a pretty big advantage a lot of the time. Um, so that's the thing. Mm. I think I think the other one, just to mention, um, in terms of things you can build around, is uh, of course um, it's not called Deploy Scramblers now; it's called Tree somewhat...
2: Octarius data. data.
3: Yeah. So yeah, that's also, So that's another one where if you can if you can get cheap deep striking units. Um, as well, that's a really that's a really big one to get that.
0: Yes, yeah. as a custodius player, play that's
3: very route. easy for me to do.
0: <laughs> yeah. that's interesting.
1: So, like, how do you go about your picking your secondaries Alex? because your army's so elite, and you have one model. Oof. So, what do you do?
0: Yeah, um, you make a very interesting point because I suck generally at um, at picking secondaries. I mean, as a custodius player, the things that you can count on is that you won't die like it's very difficult to kill custodies shut um, your <laughs> face rich. i know exactly what you're about to say <laughs> listeners you can't see this but i saw him leaning into the mic and he was about to whisper blade guard <laughs> like,
5: shut up rich <laughs> know, i'll behave i'll be sensible, I'll
0: be sensible. <laughs> but uh, yeah generally speaking uh, custodies are very tough so you can pretty much usually count on um you being able to kill more than your opponent so i usually take that one um there's a couple of ones where i know i can just like leave a unit on an objective and it's not going anywhere because i'll usually have storm shields in uh, guardian squads and that yeah you, you can just leave them in places and that's totally fine um beyond that i've been lucky in that my opponents have tended to have like not necessarily psychic heavy armies but it's been like eldari gene stealer cults Something that's going to take a bunch of psychers. So you just take a ball of witch and you just get loads of points. Um beyond that, a lot of the games I've been playing in ninth have kind of all been bat reps and a lot of them have been uh like open war. Like like uh, the the one we did Winters with the Imperial Fists. Yeah. Like it's it's all open war and so like I haven't had to really think about that it's so interesting.
4: much. I do see custodies players take uh, Killmore quite a lot, and another mm. one, interestingly enough, that uh, some uh, you see a lot of custodies play t- players take as well is is raised banners or Octarius data, mm. because there is always a unit somewhere doing something near an objective in a corner which isn't interacting with anything else because they're custodies and you don't want to go anywhere near them. So there's always see, a couple yeah. of units floating around, and they can get those points quite reliably because you're going after the nugget you're going after the biker so you're trying to shoot that unkillable dreadnought in the backfield (laughs) so those two you see quite a lot
0: i mean the thing is with the raising banners um or just anything involving actions for secondaries i kind of steer away from like the plague because my my thought process for that is that as a custodius player you have extremely finite resources everything has to be doing something um, and usually you have to be using your units efficiently to deny your opponent doing things. So you yeah. kind of, you don't, unless, uh, you just don't have any throwaway units. You don't have any, like, oh, you don't have a five-man intercessor squad you can just leave on an objective because you can't afford that. You, ha- every, you have to be, like, hyper-aggressive, I found, as a custodies player. At, but there's primaries,
4: there's primaries to score, right? So you are leaving mm-hmm. stuff at the back.
0: True, but even if you are, I I found that even scoring primaries, you have to be like actively trying to take them away from your opponent, as opposed yeah. to just leaving something on something.
5: Oh,
4: absolutely. Because otherwise, but, uh,
0: you're just use, losing efficiency there.
4: Yes, 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 but so you raise your banners because the raised banners is an interesting one because you can do it with more than one unit. It depend- particularly depends on the mission type as well because there's some mission types where you've got two straight away in the backfield, so you pop them straight away mm-hmm. turn one. That's where your dreadnoughts stay or the 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 backguarding units and then everything else continues to move forward and does its aggressive stuff and then they've got to get through the custodies to get to them
0: I think some of it is my personal list building as well so for we've example we've been telling with you about Dreadnall.
1: sisters for a long long time I, I'm getting it. there I'm getting there <laughs>
0: I am gonna get some I am gonna get some um... see
4: off camera I've also been doing some winters tournament practice stuff with the SEOs so mm-hmm. on camera you're seeing the lists evolve and the ideas, but I've played about six games of Custodies off camera and all match play, and they've been doing surprisingly well. So surprising that I'm worried because they're three up and vulnerable save, they're one of the few armies that still has a three up and vulnerable save. Woo. Um, Thanks. and so I, I'm worried about the codex <laughs> changing and that moving to a four up and vulnerable save,
0: yeah. Well, whenever that happens, custodies are going to end up with some like probably crazy, ridiculous things
3: that we've. Yeah, they're going to get night stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, night stuff. The, the, basically. the other thing I would say so. about custodies because custodies are actually doing pretty well. Um, yeah. uh, to, to your point there, Winters, they're actually doing pretty well competitively. And I think the other thing, the other side of it, they don't, they don't give up any secondaries. Yes, and they are like Winters saying about holding that midboard, like. Uh, holding the corners you also hold the midboard and so you do really well in the primary as well yeah that's true Um,
0: that is so true like and now with all of the the new strats we got in uh, War of the Spider it used to be the case that custodies just were not killy enough but now there are strats which give you that edge which make you killy enough as they kind of should be so yeah.
1: Yeah. Your favourite combo yeah. is your like, tar- character targeting grenade
5: launchers or whatever it was.
0: Oh my god, that is so funny. It is the yeah. best thing ever. If, you, uh, if there's anyone out there that hasn't played like a Custodius list with a bunch of Alaris Terminators in it, it's the funniest thing because Alaris Terminators have a strat, which is you can target characters. So you drop them out of Deep Strike, a unit of 10, double the shooting uh, with the other strat, and just blow away any character in the game immediately. <laughs>
3: Yeah, nice. everyone loves that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's fun for me. Give me this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so the new custodies book. Do you think they're gonna lose their three up and vulnerable save? I think that's
0: from from everything we've seen. Um, I don't think any. The only things that I know of in the game that have a three up and vulnerable save are things like Gilliman uh, and like
3: Makari. Well, from uh, ninth, so there's a lot of things in the game with it still. Oh no, yeah, as I mean, but in from the new ninth because Gilliman yeah. isn't actually from ninth technically. Yeah, yeah. He's had he has had a ninth FAQ, but they didn't remove many with the ninth FAQs. Um, so there's actually, a relic in the... The, yeah, there's just a, there's one relic in the Space Marine book where you get it yeah, for a turn. For turn yeah. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything else off the top of my
4: head. So if they then. lose their three up, invulnerable save, and they just become expensive blade guards, surely they'll oh, take yeah. one hell of a points <laughs> drop, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe, but I'm willing to bet that if we lose the three up and vulnerable save, that will be made up somewhere else. a or, or win the game, don't worry. Uh, right. Maybe either in movement or damage output or um, you know flexibility. They might do interesting things with sisters. Like we just don't know. It could be any number of things at the moment.
4: Extra wound. Oh, I obviously I mood. would
0: love that. That would be amazing. What is it
3: like? um, you get canonesses now with like seven wounds. Like it's, it, it's true. It's, it's true.
5: crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Adam's
2: just like, yeah, cool. It's not, it's not crazy. It's what faith in the emperor gives you, mate. That's perfectly normal. <laughs> That's four more than a custodian. Oh, okay. That the be- the be- add, add some of the relics. There. They've got a relic that reduces uh, all damage to one. So you, you, yeah. you yeah. I, there's, there's a troll. Sorry to go back to this, but there is a troll move where you get someone to shoot a cannoness with a volcano lance from a knight, or, <laughs> the, big, or the big harpoon that does 10 damage. I mean that does more, oh, than yeah. it, so it'll still, it'll still kill her. But, but you shoot with a volcano lance. You're like, that's one damage, mate. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
4: Yeah, That's a Warlord funny. Titan, Bellicose Volcano <laughs> yeah! cannon, so 20, AP minus 6, damage 16 becomes 1. Just,
2: just standing there like that, like, yes! <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> uh, so that was an <laughs> interesting conversation. So well, actually, something I do want to talk to you about is that uh, I'm, a, I'm a I'm an avid listener of the Edlis Cacophony podcast, and you and Liam have been track talking <laughs> each other. Um, and um, <laughs> That, that's something really interesting to, to watch and be excited for. How scared are you that now he's been tutored by Mr. Box?
4: No, I'm not, not scared. Why would I be scared? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I don't know. Full I don't know. stop. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Steve is a very good tournament player, tournament vet. He's got his... So Vanguard Tactics have their coaching thingy, Bob, right? Coaching Academy, which you can sign up for and be coached. And I really like that idea. There's a number of coaching academies out there. There's a number of coaching services out there, and they're mainly in America, um, but he's got his UK one. And it's more bespoke because he'll do one-on-one phone calls, and he will actually help you tailor with your list. And he's got, I think it's like six videos a month, every month, which are always getting updated in his coaching academy. The output there is really, really high. Um, and Liam is getting one-on-one coached with him but I'm not it's just um, see Steve has never met me on the battle grid but he will on Wednesday and I will smash him too oh Wednesday interesting yes oh cool
3: and you are you playing are you taking a competitive list or are you guys playing something more casual he's
4: bringing sisters and I told him what so I was bringing, so game. he could tailor against it a bit more to give him a help. I'll bring that.
0: <laughs> That's going to be super. Int- is that going to be on your channel or his?
4: Oh no, we're going to put it on YouTube. Um, it'll be on Winter's SEO.
0: Ooh, nice. I wait for this is going to be cool. He's coming
4: for the oath of moment. He's not going to get it.
1: <laughs> have you? Have you? I don't know if it's a spoiler, but have many been taken away yet? I think I've watched
4: all of them. I- um,
1: unless you don't want to say it would
4: be, it would be a spoiler to tell I had 10 made um, and some have gone um, it's actually the thing is, the tournament practice series I thought I'd start off a little bit easy honestly, this isn't I didn't want to get too dirty too quickly, but some of my <laughs> opponents are taking it very seriously <laughs> so that's why yeah we are <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> That's why I've been painting the Death Watch. That's why I've got all of those things over there. That's why I've... I've had to turn up the dial. I hoped it would be a slower progression to get to the really <laughs> nasty stuff around August, around September, October, November. But I've had to turn it up to 10 straight away, pretty much. So yes, I've given a few away, but okay, the gloves are coming off a bit earlier, yes. So maybe maybe
1: after Ed, you could do the fight fight the rest of the conclave for some open moments. Just just throwing it out of there. <laughs>
4: yeah. You've
0: only yeah. beaten me once.
3: Well, that's, yeah, that's I, how you get yeah. in liam's head is, is you you bring that up that you've beaten quipster and he hasn't yes yeah, so oh my god that's so he was funny. not very happy about that <laughs>
4: it's <easy> now, but... <laughs> See, uh, liam hasn't played very much that's the thing not a lot of people yeah. have played a lot in this edition right unless you've done tabletop simulator mm. and so yeah. playing actually does help an awful lot right? <laughs> yeah for so sure yeah liam yeah. hasn't More. played i feel sorry for him ed how many games have you played
3: of ninth edition, um, yeah. See, that's the thing. Probably about ten. About 10. ten. Yeah, about ten.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. but pretty much all, <laughs> all, all with all, all with GSC, um, but one, I think.
4: Nice. That's very no, you good.
3: You've been Dark Angels at least twice. Nope, been Dark
0: Angels once. Also, have you told Winters about what happened with uh, your Dark Angels versus
3: shaw So my Dark Angels versus shaw was. Um, I don't really know what you want me to tell him. <laughs> uh, wasn't it, was
1: it a bit like what you mentioned earlier, Winters it's like the, was it Mortal Wounds? Was that was that a big thing against you? Uh
3: so well so so, so what Elder are actually very good against one big tough unit. And Deathwing, for all of their incredible buffs, are one big tough unit. But so like mm-hmm. when you take uh transhuman and then you that, do that's counted by Doom, and then you take for and that's counted by Jinx. Um, actually, they, 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 they fall apart quite quickly. Um, so I still won the game, but I think purely out of the power of the book um, more, more so because actually the, the Terminator blob actually got moved through quite quickly. I'm just Mr. Stephen Box,
4: in- I mean, did you lose lots of miniatures then? Because Mr. Stephen Box from Vanguard Tactics, one of his things is if he's got, he wants to have as little of his army left on the table at the end of the game Because that shows that every unit has worked to max efficiency. So if at the very end of turn five you've got two models left, then one of his things is your army has performed to maximum efficiency. Do not be afraid to lose models. Do not be afraid to trade up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I think that's one thing I've had to like get used to when i when i started playing the sisters is the idea of learning to trade and just accepting that your models will die which i know sounds like such yeah. a stupid thing to say because you know it, it's it's a game you will lose models right but i think when you first start playing 40k just generally you have this thing where like you know you lose a spaceman it's like oh my god oh god that unit's gone but it's like well if that unit's gone but it's got you a load of points by getting some secondaries and stuff and it's killed some stuff as well as long as it's not just been wiped out in your deployment zone while it's done nothing it's probably yeah. done all right and that's why yeah. like you know t3 armies like Drakari. The book is amazing, but what makes them amazing is they're dirt cheap, they're very powerful, and they just trade up into everything. Because they will just yeah. go in, and yeah, the witches might, might die eventually, but they'll probably kill a whole bunch of stuff before they do, and get into the deployment zone, and pressure people. It's all about like that trading game.
0: I mean, as a custodians player, moving to, um, to Space Marines as well, I exactly had that issue. I was just so not used to losing any units. Like, if you lose two models from a custodian's army, that can be, like, 5-10% of your army in some mm-hmm. cases. Like, that's a really big deal. And then moving on to, like, oh, I just lost an entire squad of intercessors. Oh, actually, hang on, that's actually not that big a deal. Yeah, That's a really weird shift in mindset that I'm still kind think, of not used to.
2: I think for stuff like custodies and, to a lesser extent, Death Guards, and, and maybe even... An ed- correct me if i'm just being an idiot on this but like even dark angels if you are leaning into that terminator meta right it, or terminator way of playing with with the dark angels with those sorts of armies maybe that mindset isn't as true because you are paying for elite very tough units so actually you know you you you, you don't want you know custodies are probably the worst example not the best example of it you, you just can't afford to lose stuff in that way and the problem custodies have at the moment with your book is they don't have the damage output like they're very tough, but they don't have the damage output to, to even trade with other units that are gonna come and get them.
3: I think I think it's I think it comes down to playstyle, which is actually something Winters you mentioned earlier, which I think is a fascinating thing I think it gets overlooked quite a bit, is playstyle. And so that absolutely is a very valid way of playing. But weirdly, exactly as I am saying, there is a playstyle that's completely the opposite, which actually goes back also to something you mentioned earlier, which is that you can win forty K games of 40k without having without killing anything. And that is the other thing. You could play, you could have your units being very inefficient as in like there are turns where they're not shooting and there are turns when you don't give them line of sight on anything. But if you are getting all of those primary points and you're getting while we stand we fight and you're getting engaged, like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, you're, you're, you're getting an 80 point game and uh, you've won. <laughs>
2: This, this is this is why i yeah. like the i like the world of ninth and lots of terrain and you know those sort of boards like mm-hmm. to be fair what, what you have on on your channel winners where you have lots of terrain and you have kind of you know a, a thematic board as well because if you're playing on like you know a, a bowling ball effectively you know on a flat mm-hmm. surface then those gunline mm-hmm. armies will just sit there and then there's there's it puts you into that mindset of wanting to hide behind everything and not move out and not do anything and then the game's dull but then if you've yeah. got lots of terrain and stuff and you've got those like ninth boards and we'll move on to i guess talking about gw's recommend guidance on on terrain shortly um, that they've put out recently but that gives you an opportunity to actually you know what yeah I've got toughness 3 models but so what I need to get them up there like move them up like get them involved and yeah some of them are going to get shot but it's what it is.
4: It's really interesting because we've dropped lots of truth bombs here for new players it's it's good because one one of them like you say uh, you, you, you finding an army that suits your play style and your level of the game that's good you don't have to kill anything but terrain is another good one which people overlook if you want to get better at the game and this has been the true of every edition is play with lots of terrain if you want to be better at playing 40k when you're playing with your friends when you're playing at home not necessarily down the club but overload the board with the end with with terrain it should be difficult for you because of the terrain, make it hard for yourself, make it hard for your opponent. And also what happens is, is you learn all those terrain interactions very quickly. If you've overloaded, you need to know exactly how your unit is going to respond next to the obstacle more than three inches away. and da, da, da. If you do that two or three times at home with your mates with an overloaded terrain board, I, I can't recommend that highly enough. That's, that's a good way to get better at 40k right there. And then when you go to the club and there's half as much terrain on it, well, the last couple of times you played, you've played with too much terrain, so you've been bogged down by it. But you know how all your units interact, and you know it's it's like the gloves coming off. It it feels freer. I, 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 so one of the things I've been doing as well is. Um, Playing on those bigger tables, uh, you know, you've got the minimum size tables, it's easier to play on a minimum size table than it is on a larger table. Because minimum size tables means that a 36 inch heavy bolter is probably going to hit something on a larger table, it might not hit stuff. Mm -hmm. Playing on a smaller table. It's easier to get from A to B, it just pulls it in a little bit more. If you really want to test yourself, go to a gw table up at warhammer world and play on a tw- two play a 2000 point army on a 12 by 6 table where your 72 inch range stuff isn't hitting stuff where your last cannons aren't hitting stuff when something's outflanked from the side or deep struck in and they're safe and they're, if you play on large tables with lots of terrain you'll get very good at 40k very quickly and it's that's been true in all the editions, And then when you squeeze it down to a terrain like table, which is small, it, it feels easier anyway there you go there's another there's another useful nugget
2: (laughs) we're all all about those we're all about those like little truth bombs but no i think it's really good like i see a lot of people asking for you know tips for 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 new you know especially for new players or people who want to get into the tournament scene given the growth we've had in the hobby so i think stuff like this is all really useful If, if i may ask you one question just going back to the point about you and liam on the english cacophony having a bit of trash talk right are we going to see and maybe this would be something for when regular chaos space marines get their codex which god knows when that's going to be you know hopefully soon for the chaos players but um, are we going to see another go at um champion of chaos because oh, that was that was cool. that was one of my that is one of my favourite series that you've done. I thought it was brilliant, and I would love <laughs> to see I would love to see new Death Guard, right, or, or updated yeah. Ninth Death Guard, and also you know if, if Liam well if Liam thinks he can take him on as, as as updated Death Guard, you know, crack on. But if he gets you know something for the uh, the uh, the Crimson Slaughter uh, and and can bring them along as well, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. I think like a rematch.
4: I'd love to do Champion of Chaos Part Two, but I've evolved. I've got to another level. Got past it. <laughs> okay. I've, I've almost reached my final form. What was the result? Of the, last the last game in the room when we did Champion of Chaos, Chaos versus Chaos, and he's playing for all the... It was scary in that room. It was generally scary. I remember you saying
0: in that podcast, you were just like, he was like, about to lamp you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. He really, really, really wanted to win. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the chaos player so he didn't That's... want to lose I'm, I'm an imperial player at heart he didn't want to lose to me
5: so ah, yeah
4: i'd love to do it again
0: sweet that would be amazing
1: brilliant i think this is a good opportunity to uh to, to move on as as adam uh, alluded to gw have released some guidelines about standards or terrain on their tables uh they, they're looking to get in the uh the event scene um and so they've they've kind of made a uh, announcement about third-party bits and, and models uh, and, and some, some of their events events are, are, are kind of what what they're going to look like so if we move on to that bit what are, what are your guys thoughts i know ed you've had some quite um uh opinions about what kind of gw might be doing in the event space
3: yeah i mean i don't <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I, didn't, know. I didn't necessarily want, I didn't know if I wanted to start here because I do not want to kill the conversation. Because <laughs> I, I, I one of the things that I was going to say is I don't think it's going to be as strict as people think. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I would guess it's not going to be that bad. So, for example, um, I have uh, upgrade parts on my Dark Angels. I, I have no third-party models. And all of my models are GW parts. And There's not, like, arms that are ba- uh, replaced. But, for example, I have Sigils. For for my dark angels and I, you know, because I like, I I just I don't I'm not very good with transfers, and I just wanted sigils. And if it was like, oh, you can't bring that because that's a third party, that's a three D printed bar. I think that'll probably be a bit much. And of course, without a guard range, a lot a lot of people pointing out head swaps. That was a very you know yeah, um, so very touchy all one my, all and my I, guards are head swaps. So. yeah so i i don't think gw would say that i just i i might be wrong but i don't think they would say that you can't take um head swaps guards um that because they don't make talon anymore uh or praetorians <laughs> i don't think that's gonna happen um so yeah I, I thought that was a really big one i i think it's kind of i think what's interesting for me isn't Not that these rules are new because they're kind of the same as what has gone on at Warhammer World for a long time. And a lot of them are pretty fair if they're putting money and running a tournament and they say you have to reuse our models. That that kind of makes sense. I think that's fine. But what's more interesting to me, I guess, is the kind of the follow-up question in my mind, which is, and how many tournaments is this going to be? because one of the things we spoke about this in like the second podcast when Kareem was on, cause Kareem runs tournaments for LWG or helps them run them. And I said, you know, I have GW reached out to you because GW said at the start of ninth edition that they wanted to get more involved with tournaments. And it, that's fascinating to me because I assume that if they offer their support, one of the conditions might be that, well, you can't, you know, you have to be run these same rules that, you know, third party models. And if they're running these events or putting money behind the event, these events, kind of is fair then the question comes how many events are they going to try and do that for and then are tournament organizers going to be open to that conversation i guess Um, or they might not try this at all maybe this is just going to be a few events around the world and you can just not go to those events if you've got third party models and the world continues to spin as it has done so uh, yeah it's a very is a long way of saying i I don't know but i I guess we don't really know that's the thing so
5: yeah i I, don't know
1: i I guess i'll follow up kind of that with uh, i've never been to a warhammer world tournament um like just how strict are they now Uh, who uh, winters i take you probably must have been to one are they really strict with third party stuff now or uh, well before Uh, well i haven't
4: been to one recently but though it was always the rule that they had to be painted and based well actually the based thing came in in fifth edition before then they didn't even have to be based just painted and no third party stuff but let's face it all of us have got third party stuff on our miniatures And they're not going to go around the table and pick up and say, oh, that fist isn't the right fist. Besides, (laughs) as I think Ed pointed out, you're allowed to 3D print your own parts. So how are they going to tell whether that power fist or that head was one that you bought or one that you printed? Um, Ultimately, you've paid for the miniature, right? So long as the miniature is a GW miniature, they don't care. They don't care. It's going to be fine.
2: i i I suspect like this is more more an issue in uh, because obviously this is this come off the back of the us open series that they're running right in orlando austin and new orleans which is very cool and i would i would love to if i had the time and money just go over there and and check some of those out because that's that just sounds like an awesome series of events but i I think in the us maybe maybe this is just me speaking in like the sort of london warhammer bubble in which i exist but just looking at also bat reps in the uk you don't tend to see as many people using out like there were were plenty of conversions plenty of parts plenty of third-party bits like you say like you know different fists different heads different sort of like maybe weapon modifications and stuff but you don't tend to see people using out and out third-party miniatures whereas the, the one i'll pick on in the u.s tends to be like creature caster who who make mm. a lot of very very cool looking you know demon uh, demon greater demon and demon prince and generally chaotic um alternative models and you do tend to see those used on some of the very big channels right and they are used as substitutes for uh you know uh, keepers of secrets and 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 uh, blood thirsters and stuff like that so i I do wonder if this has been as you say it's it's always been a rule at like warhammer world it's always been a rule in gw stores and i would imagine it's always been the rule in gw stores in the us but as they're getting more involved in the tournament scene over there maybe that it's of more import in america than perhaps it would be over here i think i I certainly have never seen anybody turn up at like a tournament i've been to that's been organized you know outside of gw with like a wholly third party miniature unless has any of you guys seen that
0: I've never even seen that at like Bad Moon for casual games. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's that's what. Yeah, that's I what. I've played I mean. against some
1: creature caster minis. So i played yeah, against. Yeah, I've,
3: like... I've seen those kind of things. I don't know exactly where they're from, but
4: GW um, yeah. yeah. want you to use their miniatures at their events. Um, if they are real strict about it, then no one's going to go to their events because ninety nine percent of us have third party. They're not going to be real, but they will stop that thing that you've just mentioned: people taking proxies from other, and they should and yeah, yeah they should do that they should protect their ip but more than that as you say most people want to buy the games workshop miniature anyway um mm. let's face it th- uh, uh third party stuff has been out for a very long time but and you can get stuff that's a lot cheaper but i like the gw make the best miniatures in the world mm. and we want those miniatures
3: i also so. really like personally i really like the challenge of converting with only gw min- minis i don't know if you guys get that where like you're yeah. just like all right this is my bits box this is all i have in my bits box let's yeah. see what we can do <laughs> conversion
4: I mean. uh, conversion bits and um that's that's my what i really i enjoy that more than painting anyone else enjoy that yeah. more than painting Yeah, I, I, slapping I love stuff them. yeah yeah
1: alex loves that
3: yeah i mean <laughs> <laughs> that head swap he did best david like, yeah yeah yet
0: again i have to remind our, our newer listeners that the only conversion i have in either of my armies is a single head swap on one captain
4: <laughs> nice
0: <laughs> it looks great though <laughs> i'll give it that <laughs> yeah, yeah
4: games nice. workshop are making an announcement right they are getting into the tournament scene mike brant is now in charge the lockdown is unlocking and they're rolling it out across the UK and across America. This is phase one. Phase two will also almost certainly be the GW league and league play in different parts oh, right. of the world. Ooh, it's going cool. to get very big very quickly. That's do you cool. Think,
3: I guess this is the question and it's all right if no one has any idea. Do you guys think if they did that, I actually haven't thought about performances. Do you think if they did that, that might replace ITC? Or that would be an addition? Or- well,
4: that's... That was interesting because a lot of people were waiting to see whether they would use third part, whether they would use other vendors to help them. So they've already said that the BCP Best Coast Pairings app will be supported at GW events. Right. And they've already said that the ITC scoring system, you can earn your ITC points at GW events. So they're working with the tournament people right now. And... I can't see... I mean, it's anyone's guess, but I can't see why Games Workshop would want to introduce their own stuff at their cost if other people are doing it for free anyway, and it works. Right. What they want to get is more people playing more Warhammer more often, and one way to do that is by running their own events and starting up a league as soon as they can. So I would be very surprised if they moved these other people... <laughs> These are their playtesters, the BCP people, the ITC people. These are their playtesters. This is the Mourneval. This is their closest group of people. They're not going to screw these guys over. And if they did, then they would end up being some kind of, I don't know, alt uh, team, out scene going on, which and then it will be choose whose side you're on. I, I can't mm-hmm. see that happening. It's, that's my best guess at it, but I can't see it happening. Mike Brandt grew up with these guys. I can't. It doesn't make monetary sense to me it's all about money, right?
0: Hmm. I mean, I am all for seeing this massive divide in the community because the drama would be hilarious and
5: amazing. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Oh, absolutely Dallas. nihilist. <laughs>
0: oh my god. I mean, this is the thing. Every time like I do an interview, uh, for like the fireside chat or for um, like any other things I do, I do try and like cause drama. It's actually really bad. Like there was this thing we did I did with um, Play on tabletop <laughs> and I was just like yeah. So next time, uh, Space Marine, Space Marine Steve. Like next time you play Winters, just overthrow the table and punch him in the face because it'd be really that's funny. Brilliant. That's not. I would brilliant. love it. Is that, <laughs> that's is he really that's
5: causing drama? Yeah. That's just is he that suggestive?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. That'd be amazing. There's another so, one with uh, Mini War Gaming Dave where I try and start drama with him and. Where's uh... that video? Ah, yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll get that to you as soon as I can.
4: <laughs> Thank you.
0: That was drama. <laughs> it's been a long week. Yeah, stop,
2: Here's some stop drama. Stop, stop going on dates. Oh, do I
0: your do, damn job. I'm uh, I'm organizing the one with Jim Vessel, hopefully for some time this coming week as well. Cool. So that's gonna be
4: fun. Mm. And then we'll do Den of Imagination.
0: That's gonna be fun.
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, look, Games Workshop were not in the tournament scene. Now Games Workshop are in the tournament scene. That stage one can you see them completely they want to get to they they see this esports model they see the enthusiasm that people have they see the eisenhorn series coming uh, where do you see it evolving if it could uh, even more than that how big could it get what is your wish list how ma- how much could GW get involved and what would you like to see?
1: Well, you see their fingers in many pies at the moment, right? You've just mentioned it with the mm. Eyes series. You've got their their whatever their Warhammer Plus um, Yeah. I've been but a competitive, when it comes been to a competitive the gamer. scene when it
4: comes to the event scene that I mean. Not I, I, Warhammer sorry. Plus. I mean when it comes to the event scene I, and I then can, out there in the real world. I can talk from What it from would you like that to look like? My
1: point of view, because mm. I got to competitive gaming before competitive gaming was like a really a thing. On like small websites, you'd go and win and did climb up the ladder and you you know and now it's evolved into a multi-million pound business which sadly i don't play anymore which i wish i stuck with it but um (laughs) i I think if that's that's the model they're gonna go for it's 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 i can see it happening i can see it like you had games like Mm. I, i was a competitive pokemon um game gamer on the on the on the ds back in the day and that was nothing i didn't even know people liked pokemon and then now it's got its own world cup and you have got League of Legends, like that thing's the, the prize money. That's insane. So I think if there's a yeah. demand for it, it's going to happen. And GW, yeah. with Mike Brandt, have I've I've I think they've really put their kind of gauntlet down and saying this is what we're doing. How it will work yeah. and, um, and 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 what will happen? Yeah. I um, I mean, I don't know. But
0: the only issue I see when it comes to like GW becoming more competitive and more like and bigger and more in the public eye is I worry that they'll look at things like esports. And be like, that's the template. Whereas I think we could see something almost like new for the tabletop gaming scene, not quite in done in the same way, the same template of esports. I hope they do it. Their own so. Way. So yeah, well, there yeah, are exactly. there
2: are people out there. There are people out there doing that. Like there is a there is a um, they call it T Sports um, League for um, AOS at the moment run by run by a bunch of guys. They call themselves T Sports Network because the the team from Bad Moon just won it. They did a league where they had teams from different gaming stores all over the country. And uh, yeah, the, the Bad Moon Loons, uh, shout out to those guys. If anyone's listening from Bad Moon Cafe, they won um, the the AOS league. My only concern i would say and this is probably a probably a rubbish one but my only concern is the introduction of the monetary element right Mm. so so as much as i would love it i want warhammer to be bigger i want more people to play warhammer but my worry if it follows the esports model and i don't know if this is what you were getting at Quipstar, is that if you start introducing these like massive cash prizes and you start introducing that real monetization element of it on that side of things I feel like that can lead to some... In it, it, something that's not like an electronic game that you can manage and it's very easy to control cheating, right? That can lead mm. to some... Like, on a tabletop, and we have seen it. We've seen it recently with a, with a the top of the ITC getting caught, you know, engaging in some less than savoury practices, shall we say. I mean, we've already discussed it, so I won't go into it. My worry is there's an incentive for that. Like, when your income... Like, if you become, like, a professional... You know, I mean, it's the same as anything. Becoming a professional sportsman, becoming a professional poker player. When your income depends on that, there is always an incentive to then, you know, potentially do some dodgy Gee, stuff.
4: Be an asshole.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah. And that, <laughs> I and I worry about that a little bit.
4: I think that's perfectly
3: reasonable. I, I think, yeah. I definitely, no, I agree. Uh, I, I do kind of... agree that 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 is a worry. Um, I think that's, yeah, I know, I definitely definitely do worry about that. I hope that there are going to be safeguards that they can put in place um, in order to um, restrict that. Um, I I certainly think that, but there's definitely, um, yeah, I totally agree. Like Stephen Box has done a bunch of stuff on cheating recently, actually, in in the Mm -hmm. hobby. And and he always makes the point that we all cheat all the time without knowing it because it's a tabletop mm. game and there's a lot of rules and you know we've all probably won games by cheating accidentally and we've never we've no idea of knowing um but yeah, it will happen um i have got there are still a lot of benefits i want to talk about but rich sir i think you wanted to say something
1: i was to say like this this this, this, this why i kind of hope they do it their way they don't as alex mentioned follow a league of legends or a fifa model they do it their own way so they have they, they, I don't know if if GW really will get into this They have store managers that come And who should know the rules and how the game plays And they TO Or that's like an example They, they have people who they hire to TO these games They have referees basically I know Adam, we joked about this away with respect. A, a long time ago Like Ed was going to be the, 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 the one who does out the punishments um, But <laughs> like, we, like I hope they go about And actually, uh, do it their own way And don't just follow a FIFA model Because when FIFA first started competitive gaming It was awful it was so bad. It was <laughs> it was pay to win, and 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 it there was the school element was taken away, uh, and you had people cheating and doing things like manipulating how the the fee, Anyway, it's a different subject. But yeah, I agree. I <laughs> hope they do it in their own way in a way where it can be controlled, and developed. But it'll be interesting to see how it
2: grows.
3: Yeah, there are there are some serious benefits I want to talk about. Unless I anyone not want to add anything on on that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, to- I totally do agree with that point. And, and um, yes, I definitely yeah i think they need to think long and hard about if they want to go that esports route that's yeah that is a different thing and and i totally agree there's been stuff already not even about people cheating in games just there were yeah room for other things about people trying to game the system for itc points because even at this point there are some people whose like finances finances are dependent on their itc ranking and that is <laughs> that can do nothing but promote you. To, to do something that you shouldn't do um, but there are some real benefits so I think the big benefit for me personally um, and we've seen a lot of this in Ninth edition already where in Ninth edition um, one of the things that I, I just as a general thing from GW I've gotten is that the game is now way more important to GW And I mean that in a very abstract sense, as in like the game. Um, And we've actually talked about this before, um, and like um, to the point that it actually was, you know, narrative play was sacrificed. And I definitely think there should be that support for narrative play. But at the same time, I want there to be these kind of two ways of playing and the game. To be something that is developed and fun. And that's the other way you get people to play more games. Which would be really good. The other thing that is a big thing to me. And which is why I want GW in it, in it more. And hopefully MetaWatch is going to push this a bit further. Is I want things like Best in Faction to be a big thing. Because they're already yeah. quite a big thing. And certainly if you, if you are winning best in faction um in your country then that's i'm sure you've got plenty of bragging rights but i want to be able to go to games work to tournaments with a weaker list and properly feel like it doesn't like because that's one of the things about like gses i i never mind playing gse because i just like going like ah i see how i can do i love that uh, you know that's what i like about it but i would love it and it would i'd feel far happier if there was that incentive just to me to be like all right but can i beat the other two GSC players in this tournament that's what I'm going for I'm not going to win and not everybody's going to win the tournament and not every competitive person is going to win the tournament because um, some people both love competitive play and their faction so I, I yeah. think those are two big things that I hope get pushed quite a lot harder with GW behind them and with them aggregating these kind of things in MetaWatch I hope we see that I know, I yeah. mean, that was the thing I was
0: going to say that's the thing I had in 8th with Custodies because Custodies were like a top of the bottom tier army and so, any competition I went to, I was just like, I want to be the best like custodians player in the UK. That's that was my goal. I think I was like,
3: how many tournaments four-tier? did you go to
0: in eighth? Like actual tournaments. Three. Yeah, but not Three, fun and fluff. You because the one
5: you went to one tournament. Two. <laughs> no, I think mean,
0: no for ITC points that I got points for. I think I went to two. Right. And yeah. I ended up being like the one was fun and fluff, s- right?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, totally. So, um, so you went to got... one
0: proper tournament, and you were hoping to be best because yep. <laughs> so only No, it's I mean, like I wanted to be like as high up the list as he possible. And like Ed, Ed it's it's, yeah. it's
2: the lack of it's your lack of faith in these big brain moves that is yeah. why you're not going to beat Winters, mate. Get yeah, more points in the tournament. <laughs> <can give you.
5: laughs>
4: yeah, I mean, if if someone can screw it up, it's Games Workshop, right? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine, just imagine a future where narrative play is a big thing and there's narrative channels and they're pushing narrative campaigns online that you can follow along on home that are tied in with the Eisenhorn series or book releases. That would be epic. And at the same time, there are leagues There's a UK league. There's divisions. And in America and in Australia, there's leagues. There's divisions. And then finally, the big, big show is at the Wembley Arena. And there's 10,000 people, 20,000 people there live streaming the top 10 tables. You can imagine both sides of the (laughs) spectrum happening. But if they can screw up, they will screw up. It's VW. Can you imagine that, though?
2: I think we need to we need to remember how far it's come right like to to your point ned about them caring about the game and i think it actually does go for both narrative and for competitive like back in the day you know and this was certainly when i either before my time at all or when i was like not playing but like codexes were a thing that was pretty rare right like you got a codex you might get some rules and you might wait seven years before you got something like now people i know people complain about like codex creep and they talk about like the, the release schedule is very hard to keep up with and I, I, I totally sympathize with that but i would rather have a situation where gw are updating rules are giving us new units and new fluff behind them and new stuff all the time like to, to just expand or, or on, a, on a more regular schedule to like expand what armies can do and try and create that balancing game because then actually you can bring that into both the competitive side and into the narrative like you can you can bring in those i think
4: yeah Imagine if there was some kind of technology out there where they could update the rules digitally in real time. It's not possible,
3: Winters. It's not possible.
4: Uh, it's yeah. like so
3: what yeah, in terms of like where if they you know, if they're gonna mess it up as said, because this this is one of the things that like as I said, I feel like with a Meta Watch had has the potential, and then they just haven't followed through. So for example, and you know, I I've, I've talked about this a lot when we talked about the FAQ. Okay. They have the data on GSC's performance. They know exactly yeah. how well GSC have performed over the last year, um, and they uh, over the last six months, over the last year, b- before that, because they've got the Meta Watch data, and they still didn't reduce the points. So I don't, I just don't understand what like yeah sorry i won't go back into this but like i just like it's like it's one of the things meta watch gives you it's so, like the funny thing about comparing it to the video games which i think is a very fair comparison very fair comparison and lots of things it's also way easier to balance than a video game the factions they're far easier to balance than people like being a rules rules designer is incredibly difficult balancing a lot of the factions and bearing in mind nobody is asking for complete balance nobody wants that it's just like how do you how do you not how, how do you have things that never see play And don't reduce their points. Sorry, I'm done. I'm done. No, let's (laughs)
4: rant about Chapter Approved for a second. Chapter Approved 2021, probably the worst book that Games Workshop ever released. Patching Problems that existed four months ago. It's already out of date at the time of release. It should be free. It's a patch for a game that you own that you Mm -hmm. pay to play. If it was a video game and a patch came out, it would be free. 25 quid for that. It's just, it's ridiculous. It makes me sick to my stomach and I'm a narrative player.
2: They didn't, so... even they didn't even make the book. I mean, at least the the previous chapter of it was bloody wire bound. Oh, yeah. It's a small thing, but I mean, everyone was like, this is great. My book's wire bound. I can easily flick through a tournament. And they got rid of that. They didn't even give us that for 25 quid. Come on, GW. What are you doing? But for all the advantages
4: I mean, made
2: they've made, it's like GW,
1: it, it's like they haven't made a choice of what they want to do. It's like they're not fully committed. If you're going to patch a game, you don't patch it once a year, you patch it regularly. You stay on top of it. Yeah. You make it fair, and and you react to someone <laughs> killing you with unlimited attacks or shots because they can throw a thousand grenades. You react instantly. You it's don't also, wait. Yeah. You, uh, I also
3: don't get it because like there used to be an argument that you used to hear, which was a valid argument, which is that uh, the reason they don't patch things uh, regularly or like you know whenever they're needed is because they worry that they will get too many requests and, and people would be expecting it for every single thing. But the thing is, is like they already get that. And the thing is, they currently patch things at very random intervals. So it's not just in chapter improved. Like we'll probably get something in the next couple of months, just random. They just patch them as they Steve. feel is
5: privileged. Pr- 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 yes.
3: And it's 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 really odd to me because they when things are a problem, when things are when when there are people that leave the game... and it's not a matter of people just being sore losers. It's, it's a matter of people not enjoying the game and leaving. That's what I talk about. When I talk about them focusing on the game, when the game can be not fun and people be like, "Oh, I haven't won with Thousand Suns in six months." I might try Magic the Gathering. Like, 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 why wouldn't you think? I don't get who it benefits. I just don't understand. Yeah. I just don't understand.
4: Let's um, take it a step further. There is, a, a, there is, a, there is a good counter argument to say, one I minute, should... if they patch too soon, too often, it will drive people out of the game. Right? So think bigger. Pre-patch. They've done beta rules before. Here's an idea. Why don't they release all the rules, all the beta rules for the codexes, the main changes for the community before it comes out? So say the next codex is going to be Space Marine. It's going to be Orcs. Six months ago, they said, hey, here's some of the big changes for Orcs. We're going to go to Toughness 5 and here's some of the big changes that we're going to put in Go. And that's in a White dwarf release. And they could do that for every codex they could pre-patch stuff before it comes out you will have a million people from around the world play testing it and feeding it back they've done it with other rules before they could do it with their codexes it could be digital people could have access Mm. to it people could see that you could see the stats you could see how they're changing they're just really really lazy they're they're back in the dark ages when it comes to rules writing rules writing is really hard and there's a group of people and some play testers no 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 this is the 21st century. get it out there to everyone. We can play test the crap out of their rules for them for free and people would.
3: There's a there's an entire theory called wisdom of the crowd, which I wanted to, like, I had this idea. like if you just asked everybody in the game so like if you sorry if you, if you go to a fair and you ask everybody how many sweets are in the jar? and then there's a thousand people answering, you average the answer, you actually normally get something very close to the answer. It's called the wisdom of the crowd. It's a theory. And like, I think if you asked everybody in 40K how much things should be cost, costed, you would at least get a way better answer than what we have now. And I also just wanted to add on actually, because I totally get what you're saying, Winters, in terms of some people will be turned off um, if the rules are updated regularly. And especially if it's like core rules, you know, I, I like, I to- yeah, totally, That's 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 a whole kettle of fish that they shouldn't do. But the thing is, I'm talking like, Every two months, and it's like it's a PDF, it's a PDF. Guys, just update the PDF. There is nobody that plays Warhammer that doesn't have a phone, and like you also only have to learn your faction and the the core rules. So, leave the core rules, the other core rules are cool. The core rules of 40k are actually pretty good, and it's just yeah, I just yeah, yeah. I said I was done, and then I I wasn't done, and now (laughs) you you know, you know,
2: you know, what part of it is as well. It's the it's the and it goes to something you were saying earlier, both. Than winners is the, the 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 responsiveness is very random, so some things in especially in new codexes and this goes to your point about playtesting will, will will appear people will go this is incredibly obviously broken, and they'll fix it like that right. Other things they'll just leave it for quite a while, and everyone knows like it's ludicrous. And But then then they'll go, oh, yeah, maybe two months down the line, we might fix that. Well, like, I don't know. It's just, well, just, some just of theory, that. two years, three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: so, some of that, to be fair, is like the conspiracy of they're trying to move units of something. Um, like I never believe that. that.
3: I, I, I respect
0: GW I, too much to believe uh, that. I, so I, 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 I actually, do that yeah. I do know there is one time I know for sure that they have done that because it was someone who worked at GW. I think it was in the rules writing team. And this was like in 7th edition. There was a whole big thing with the Wraith Knight. It was just ludicrously <laughs> under-costed for the things it did. Um, Winters, you'll be able to elaborate on that. It was like 100 points under-costed. And um, it was just ruining people. And that was a deliberate decision um, on the G- on GW's part because of the way they used to produce things. Apparently, they didn't just have a rolling production line of like, we're making a thousand Space Marines a week and just constantly doing that. Instead, they do it in batches. So now they make a thousand Space Marines. The next week they make 40 Wraith Knights. And apparently they just had all these Wraith Knights lying around and they were like, we need to get rid of these. And so they didn't like, they just did the points for that reason and then changed it like six months later when
3: they got rid of all the stock.
2: Just gotta to, to get to his desk, wading through Wraith nights. Wading <laughs> 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 through Wraith
3: nights, yeah. yeah. I, 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 don't, I, yeah, I'm, I, I question that. I, you know, it's the kind of thing you see all the time on the internet. They're like, oh, yeah, because people do selectively. there, there is confirmation yeah. bias, and people see that. Oh, well, eradicate as a good, and it's like, and all the other stuff from the box. That's not that that they don't need to sell those. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, <laughs> right, fine. Like, like the other thing that people forget, and um, people really forget this, is space marines are usually bad in the game. Um, they are very often bad because they can't play any parts of the game to an extreme and GW don't need to try and sell them so um, yeah like people have people, the Space Marine meta has really thrown people <laughs> because it it, it it actually hasn't lasted that long when you factor in COVID um, but the people were obsessed with this notion that GW will only make Space Marines good and it's like oh ninth edition is going to kick you in the ass like if you seriously think <laughs> GW hate craft Worlds, like craft Worlds are like so consistently good It's it's nuts. Like they will be good. I'm sure Mm -hmm. they'll be good again. Um, Sorry, that was a tangent. But go back.
4: (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, just if. In summary. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for coming to our TED talk. Games (laughs) Workshop could have an active narrative player base driven by Games Workshop and things happening there. And imagine if there were campaigns driving that forward, the internet would lose their minds. Games Workshop could have an active competitive scene with leagues and divisions, and they're moving towards that bit. And Games Workshop could have an active and reactive beta testing, alpha testing, rules testing stage, and they're doing nothing about that bit either. It was highlighted three things. The rules, the narrative, the uh, competitive. They're moving a bit more towards competitive play into the 21st century. Hurrah! Um, The other three, if they did all three of them, then the game would be they they wouldn't need to do anything to pimp or sell models because we we can all see where the gaps are. We can all agree where the gaps are, and yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. Yeah, yeah I guess. That,
5: I guess... <laughs> One thing. Yeah.
4: One thing. Um... Anyway, sorry. Yeah, you know i do i do, I do
3: think oh. we are getting sorry just on that we are getting like I, I do have zero doubt in my mind that when everybody has a ninth edition codex and I'm, I'm sure like i've said before in the podcast i'm perfectly happy for things to come out like oh that's too cheap oh that's too expensive and that throws the meta for a bit as long as it gets adjusted i'm certain we'll get to that point i just don't get the mentality of like it'll be there i'll leave it for now i just don't get that <laughs> like doesn't that just anyway sorry i'm now i'm definitely done okay <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, that's if, you, if you'd like to sympathise with Ed, please send an email to sadaberant.gsc.gmail.com yeah.
3: <laughs> Now I take GSC and I wreck Space mates.
1: it's going to be fun <laughs> <laughs> Might drop.
4: There's so many things they're bad at because they're a monopoly There's so many things that they're bad mm-hmm. at which, if it was your business or anyone else's business, you wouldn't run it that
3: way. Yeah, but here we are. They, that's, the thing. They, the, the, that's the thing. Gw make a lot of decisions, and like sometimes I go, but they do make a lot of money. But then the thing is, they've also <laughs> lost a lot of money where they could have made money, and they're also a monopoly, as you say. So it's like they do make some weird decisions.
5: <laughs> yeah. But there what? are
1: problems. <laughs> 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 don't know. You trying to be positive about right?
2: it? Right. So. Good. Good. I was gonna, sorry, just to say a good third of this hobby is moaning and we've demonstrated yeah. that. No, it's yeah, constructive. Yeah. It's constructive moaning. It's constructive criticism is what we'll so call it. We'll, we'll go on to the next part of the hobby, which is something really stupid, and it's my silly
1: corner. I don't know, I've just renamed it hey. silly Yay. Right. Yay. So today's question posed to the group is, you're dropping into the war zone. You're playing a solo. What character from 40K would you be to win a game of warzone and before you say something stupid like a Primarch, alex there are rules in place to prevent you from choosing fulgrim when I he was a good guy gliss- right so
0: i no was f- i was gonna say valdor fuck you
1: okay or valdor yeah there are rules i right? mean he's a, he's a Primarch equivalent yeah. right let's be honest no I, Primark- I'd, be
2: the, I'd be the emperor of mankind and uh, i would automatically <laughs> win.
1: no primarks no Primarch equivalents you drop in naked so you have to pick up your weapons on the go if you're choosing a towel, I will allow you to have a battle suit, but you will not have the ability to fly or, you know, anything like that. I'll make it fair, you know, whatever you need to be to be fair. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll drop it at ch- trap chapter master equivalent. That's as high as you can go. Right.
0: OK. Does everybody need I some time
1: to mine. mentally prepare? Or well, Alex, did you already know who you're going for, I'll go oh, to yeah. you first. I've, Alex, I've got this. go.
0: OK. Owen McCall. Done. Sorted, you win. Full stop. Who's that? And explain.
4: Nice. <laughs>
1: nice.
0: See, Winter's nose. Okay, so Jesus. he is. Yeah, like he's gonna be tough the to beat. <laughs>
5: he's Jesus.
0: He may as well be. So basically, Owen McCall is uh, one of the Gaunt's Ghosts, and he is literally a ghost. Like uh, there is, I think it's a short story yeah. where it's him versus three Space Marines. Um, And they're hunting him. And he wins. But Sorry, I'm ruining this this for people. But, like, sorry. (laughs) He wins. (laughs) Like, against three space marines. And there's... Like, he has almost a near magical ability to blend in with any environment, to get his way out of any situation, um, and to just be fundamentally the best stealth expert,
3: basically in the
0: galaxy. So
1: the exact opposite of you on Warzone? Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: sorry, so
3: when you say he is a ghost, sorry, you don't mean literally. You mean you mean he's just like a ghost and you can... I mean so damn near literally. Like, he is like
0: a right. human being. Okay. Um, and he doesn't have any sight that we know so of. So he's got like some special powers. skin
3: on and he'd like, is
0: basically invisible. He's Snake. So yeah. his whole deal, and I'm explaining this really badly, um, mm-hmm. is that he is the stealth expert for the Tanith first and only. Um, he's their recon guy. And the way that he is described in every book and everything that he does is he'll just appear in places and just do things and then just appear back at base. Like, oh, wow. he's literally that ghost-like. Like, there are times when enemy commanders just, like, disappear. And Gaunt's just like, oh, so and then. That's McCall. Like, uh-huh. that kind of level. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there would not be anyone better because you'd literally get to the end of the game. All he'd need was a knife. You get to the end of the game as you're about to get in the helicopter, dead. Oh, and McCall wins. Okay. So that's your that's answer. It.
1: Does anyone have anything that can beat <laughs> that? Without psychic powers, I need to add that rule back well, in there. <laughs> <laughs> Winters, you're ready, let's go. Uh,
4: thousands of people used to live here, now it's a ghost.
1: <laughs>
5: um, it's
4: like Captain Price, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was coming at exactly the same angle as you, Quipster. I was going to say a Gretchen, because then you could hide in a bush and <laughs> jump out. On the... But then McCall would kill me. I don't know if I can mm-hmm. beat that, I need to think.
0: Straight away, yep.
1: Adam or Ed, Ed have you uh, got any sneaky There's out only
0: one him? other character I can think of that would come like close to McCall, but I'm intrigued to see if anyone else would get him. Uh,
4: can you pick a Sutan? Can you pick a Star God? <laughs> yeah, I'm the Light like
1: <laughs> McCall will a... still kill him! They were yeah, in place.
2: Just... <laughs> <laughs> you could be you could be you could be Creed, because then you'll just have a Bane Blade in the bush with you. So just <laughs> be like, there you go. <laughs>
3: Well, you, you said you could be a battlesuit that can fly.
2: Yeah, you, Can you, I be you, a broadside? You start naked, so have, you have to pick up because
1: stuff.
3: At that at that point, if I've got a smart missile system, that that's somewhere in the game, right? Then uh, I, <laughs> can my smart missiles just find in Kalanix?
1: You'd have know. to find it. It's nope. a classic war zone. You start McCall with just a pistol you, pistol. you would still win. I mean, pistol. you're just
3: saying that, but like, as to shoot you. It's <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, <laughs> Chuck Norris. It's Chuck Norris. <laughs> no, no.
0: Tr- trust me. Like... No, I would take I there are very few situations <laughs> where I won't take McCall yeah. in just like to beat whatever he's faced with. Well
1: Judicio would make him fight last,
2: though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can, he, can he beat, beat Blake Guard?
2: When you're in that final circle and there's a Blade Guard there. Um, yeah, I don't know, it's a difficult one. I, I quite like uh, For a couple of reasons. I quite like Harlan Nail from the Eisenhorn series. Um, I like him because he's he's a bounty hunter. Bounty hunters are cool. Mm. He's been known for getting Gregor Eisenhorn and his crew out of some pretty sticky situations. He's a very good shot which I feel like would be good in Warzone. And also the guy who does his audiobook voice, my other half being Canadian, uh, loves his attempt at a sort of American accent. Where he's like, I am Harlan Neil and I am a bounty hunter. Like the kind of like that, which I quite enjoy. <laughs> um, I also, I also like, um, if we're going for more, sort of, I guess more obscure characters, there's a character from the book Skitarius, who is a, a, an Alpha Primus Skittari called Haldron 44 Striker, who is a pretty, I think he would be a pretty handy character uh, like character to be in the war zone he's a skitari he's like hooked up to all the data so he's you know like when you get like all the um all the UAVs up and you can see what everyone's doing on the map, you've got that permanently because you're hooked up to the new sphere, right? You're a Skitari, so you're not going to, like, get tired. You can get across the map really quickly. And he's quite good in combat in the book. He's, like, described as having a couple of those taser goads and being good at fighting people. So I reckon they're, they're good options to go with. So so Harlan Nail or, or this, yeah, for people who don't know, Haldron 44 Stryker, Um, if you read the book, Skitarius. It's very good. I, I like that, Graham, UAV
1: Nail. Online. That's a good one. Yeah, Ed, if you if you come up with one, or if it was it was your broadside, find final. Yeah, line? no, I
3: think I would just be a broadside, and I would just go like, yeah, like you know, save up uh, enough uh,
1: money and buy a smart missile system. Yeah, I would just have a smart <laughs> missile system,
3: and then I just I wouldn't have to shoot. That thing that would be perfect for me because I'm terrible. I'm a terrible aim, so I would <laughs> just fire into the sky, and then they'd find every all of you guys and kill you. That that's my go-to.
1: I like
2: it. I like it.
5: Winters. Not many people want a second game. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: a bit be like be like when you get the uh when you know in that that moment in i haven't played call of duty in a while but when uh every day do the fire sale and then all of a sudden there's just like the like mortar drops oh, yeah. just happening all over the map
1: Everybody buys i've been in a, to a game once them. where Everybody i think buys, yeah is, i think yes.
2: I, th- I think a team just bought a ton of them and they were literally there was somebody like camped out in one of the buildings and they they literally put about seven of them in a row just on this building Jeez. it was I actually quite impressive to watch because you were yeah. getting annoyed that you couldn't call your one in <laughs> yeah, I kept trying to call. My I, kept saying, I kept saying, "Airspace is full." I was like, "Oh, for God's sake, I bought this thing. Let me use it."
1: <laughs> now, So, what no we're
0: pressure. still saying yeah. is that uh, McCall would still win
3: in all of these situations.
1: I'm hoping Winters beats you. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's what he, that's what he's saying. Right, right up until the detonation,
1: he's I saying mean, that. <laughs> winters,
3: Winters, you
0: know, you Winters has read all the books. Like, you know, I'm right.
4: Yeah yeah he's cool. He said Dan Abnett's favourite character. He was asked in a pocket who's your favourite character you've ever written? He said McCall Oh
1: that's why he's yeah. overpowered
4: He's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of
0: not though for every situation that he's put in. You can see how he'd like do whatever he needs to.
4: Yeah. It's cool. That's cool. Have awesome. you
1: have you not got an answer?
4: I, I said a grot. I'll be Oh the grot. okay, yeah, okay. I'll yeah, feed the Gretchen. <laughs>
5: cool
0: so i can tell you like the only person that would beat uh beat mccall it's is gone. uh and this no no and like winters again this is the only like you're gonna get this and no one else but uh McVenna's the only one yeah but hmm yeah I mean, McVenner,
4: um, yeah i mean he's bruce lee but and with stealth but he isn't as stealthy mm-hmm. as mccall so um, this is this is this know. is very
2: rapidly he's very rapidly getting into like you know being in primary school and uh, no godzilla would win no he wouldn't beat goku
5: Would but i mean it like that's
0: literally like most of the hobby just like uh who would win full grim or sanguineous yeah, <laughs> obviously in this case sanguineous but okay <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean this you know movie? where the analogy was We've going basically space cream Pl- Pl- plays
3: the okay. Space Marine players do basically all play my dad could beat up your dad, don't they? That's, that's what we're about. <laughs> yeah.
2: except, except, except word bearers, they don't bring Lorgar into it because it's not going to go well for him.
0: <laughs> I love that there was that interview with um, Aaron Dembski-Bowden a while ago where he just wanted to kill Lorgar. His yeah, exact they wouldn't words him, right, were, yeah. yeah, no, they wouldn't let him. And his exact words were, I wanted Lorgar to die like a dog. <laughs>
1: That's, that's, a, that's a lovely, lovely way to end that segment. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> uh, hey, at
0: least I did not take it off on a wild tangent this time. No, yeah, and, true,
1: and true. we might make it through this podcast without you doing so. So um,
0: I have run out of... I went uh, to a party recently. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> and he's, in, he's editing this one, so he's in control.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. Oh,
1: this no, is amazing. No, I should have said that.
4: <laughs> Can you edit it after I get the other one? With Mini War Gaming Day, I, I, I will. I will. I'll try both. That. I'll try and do both of them
0: tonight. Actually, these bits where you you're told to
2: do that. your job is getting like is getting like edited out, right? <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not his mum telling him this time. <laughs> yeah. That's oh true, my that's gosh! True.
0: Tell me about it.
1: Right. Uh, unless anybody's got anything else they want to talk to, uh, talk about, this might be a good opportunity, a good place to end it. Mm. it's
4: interesting isn't it? adb wanted to kill lorgar and adb did the lorgar book so he's deep dived into that psyche into that mindset so if there's anyone on the planet that knows just how much of an arsehole lorgar is it's the guy that (laughs) made (laughs) it and he wants to kill him and he's a chaos fan so that just tells you how much of an asset he is
2: we've run the numbers we have the data he's a cock. (laughs) And then it, but I'll tell you what though, it means
3: that some he's gonna have to do something pretty big with him someday, or who someone will do in order for them not to do that. Mm. Chaos print on chaos primate of undivided. Anybody?
1: We oh. uh, love a bit of Primark speculation. Yeah. Right. On that note I am going to end it here. Thank you for everybody for uh listening in or uh, one fan. Thank you, Winters, for coming along and putting Thank up with us crazy hey. people. Um Uh, We have been The Conclave Podcast. You can find us everywhere. And please go over to DZTV and uh, Winters' uh, YouTube channel, which you probably are if you're listening to us. Thank you. (laughs) uh, Goodbye.
5: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.